0: hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the bird brothers podcast i'm your host falcon joined with the usual crew the condor flying high in the sky who likes to go by the name of yes condor how are you today condor
1: i'm doing pretty great falcon i'm excited to talk about what we're talking about today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is which is high school DxD volume two light novel, obviously. We're,
0: we're not talking about high school DxD light novel volume two. What are you no. talking
1: about? I have it right here in my hand.
0: What, obviously- what, what?
1: You didn't read it?
0: No, but I've got I've got little symbols of what we're talking about behind me on the screen. Whenever this video podcast goes up in two
1: thousand seventy eight, what? You know? what? Yeah. What? Well, I mean, I mean, speaking of that, didn't you just recently like upload one to the YouTube channel? I
0: did. We finally, uh, after like six months or something, got one uploaded and edited and uploaded to the YouTube channel. So, and it's the worst one. <laughs> if you want to check out our Spice and Wolf episode in video form, it is now up on the YouTube. You'll Hopefully you can see our all beautiful enjoy.
1: faces from six months ago. Mm-hmm.
0: Indeed, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> anyway, you're not here for another Spice and Wolf free hat. Recap, That's right. okay? It's not why you're here. You're here for a new episode. High School
1: DxD.
0: We're not talking about the perv show, okay? This is wow. not the perv cast.
1: Whoa. Just because it says, Rias's Grammarie's virginity belongs to me on the back doesn't mean it's a perv show. What are you talking about?
0: Okay. regardless uh, it's
1: a little bit of a per show
0: so. <laughs> it, it is very much of a per show uh but no we are talking about the second season of a podcast of uh, a topic or show i guess you could say that we talked about a couple months ago now i guess uh we're doing the second season of a kuroko's basketball Woo! Woo! uh sorry, yes it is next on time netflix next it time is, is still a real basketball i
1: promise
0: next time it'll be a real basketball
1: next time i'll get a real basketball to show oh okay gotcha. i promise
0: I actually have a signed basketball at my parents' house, I think. I should grab it for from Kuroko himself? Uh no, from Whoa. one of the original Harlem Globetrotters, actually. It was pretty cool. Oh, we we
1: don't care about real people on this podcast.
0: Well, uh, I do because I met him and he's pretty cool. But you know. Well, it's,
1: you met it's, me and I'm cooler.
0: Uh are you cooler than the original Harlem Globetrotter?
1: At least I'm real.
0: <laughs> this person is real too. <laughs> anyway. Is
1: he really real?
0: Yes, his name is Meadowlark Lemon and I met him at an agape dinner no with my way family. That's a real
1: name. <laughs> no, his I'm name is Meadowlark Lemon. I'm calling you Bluff Falcon.
0: <laughs> I am I am going to send you a link through our private chat right no, I'm now. I'm not gonna
1: look at it. I don't wanna we're focusing on Kuriko's basket right now. That's what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> you need to know that Metal well, Lemon okay, listen, is in so, fact so, a real person.
1: Basically what happened was uh so basically uh they lost at the end of season one. Uh, they mm-hmm. lost the Inter High. So this season focuses on uh, the win, win cup. Very funny, uh, mm-hmm. word, wordplay there. Uh, yes, basically, yes, the man. season is good old. I think it was twenty five episodes. Was it twenty five or twenty six? It was. Uh, it was twenty
0: six. Is what? Yeah, Netflix because they five, had yeah.
1: they had that. Uh, it's weird because if you go on the weakest, it's twenty five. But uh, they had that episode which was I think the episode they didn't count because I was looking for it. Was the one about Kuroko and Amine in their past. They didn't, There wasn't on yeah. that Wikipedia page. Anyway, uh, this focuses on like the getting into the Winter Cup, and then they do get into the Winter Cup. So then the match is in the Winter Cup, or at least some of them. It mm-hmm. doesn't, this is the conclusion of the the show, obviously. There's still another season, which will maybe conclude it. Why are you putting the Discord on the thing?
0: Just because we can. Why not?
1: All right. Well, make sure to join our Discord so you can tell me how much uh, metal, Lark Lemon is not a real person. So, uh, <sighs> Anyway, uh, why don't you give every? I don't want to give a little description, but uh, why don't you uh, why don't you uh, go into more details about it about a Falcon? What what's so different about season two than season one?
0: Uh, I mean, there's not just a ton different here. Uh, here we have had Searing kind of figure out their basic kind of strategy and how they meld as a team. We do have a little bit of difference in that, in that we do have one of the old members that we saw at the very very I think like last episode of season one, the, the last, last couple episodes, The last couple. Yeah, uh, by the name of Tepe Kiyoshi, uh, who was one of the founding members of the club.
1: The he's back from an
0: injury. Club. Yeah, he's, uh, he's back from an injury, and he's going to be joining the team and helping out, mm-hmm. which means they now have to rework uh, Kiyoshi in with uh, their new strategies, which really shouldn't be that hard. Otherwise, it's just a lot uh, higher level playing of basketball. You know, we don't have that one team who's like, we're going to win because we got a guy from Africa. And you're like, whoa, hold up. That's kind of lame. But, you know, he's not even all that great. He's just tall. Um, Although, he's, I still love that that guy thought Kuroka was just, like, a little kid and made him so mad. So great. Um, But, yeah, otherwise, uh, they lost the Inter High, really. Um,
1: They lost to Toho, a.k.a. Amide, if you remember from Season 1.
0: And then uh, they are playing in, I believe it's called, like, the Final League, I think. No, wait, no. The Final League was where they lost. Uh, They're kind of doing, like, a... uh, Oh, yeah, it's just the qualification rounds, I guess, for the Winter it's, Cup. It's I thought quali- I had a different yeah, name.
1: Basically, it's the qualification yeah. to get into the Winter Cup.
0: Yeah, it's and like they, a mini they, tournament they, for they them to... They play like, an, like yeah. it's
1: eight teams, and they, like, mm-hmm. face off against each other multiple times. Yeah. The one who gets the most wins. I think the t- top two teams that get the most wins win and move on to the Winter Cup. They get Cup, into the, the
0: Winter Cup, yes. Yeah. So and they do yeah. one of those, I believe, for, like, each, like, a division, I guess. So that's why, even though they lost, uh, Shutoku and... Well, no, they, they win the qualifying round, but I'm saying like at the inner high, even though uh, Seiren and Shotoku lost, they still were able to participate in the qualifying round because they were oh, the top two teams. Oh,
1: that's right. Yep. That's uh,
0: from the inner high in their division.
1: Because Kisei team and almini team moved on to the Winter Cup because they got top yes. two spots.
0: And then uh, Midorima and Seiren, our main team, had to fight if in uh, the qualifying rounds. And of course, they, they passed the qualifying rounds here. Uh, Obviously,
1: or else there wouldn't be a show.
0: Yeah. It would, it would really stink if one of the Generation of Miracles, who's supposed to be a prodigy, didn't make it to the Winter Cup to actually, you know, duke it out like they promised. Um, yeah, so they do the qualifying rounds. We get into the Winter Cup, and Season 2 really starts off their journey through, I'd say, the first half of the Winter Cup, I guess, technically. And then Season 3 kind of covers up the, sec- the last uh, little bit.
1: It's kind of weird when you think about it, because Season 3 is just, like, the rest of the Winter Cup. And it's kind of, when you really think about it, the anime isn't really, like, long... As a long anime. Like, mm-hmm. I don't mean, like, obviously it's three seasons, so it's, like, a lot to watch. But I just mean, like, the, the time in the show. I think it's, like, what, only six months or something? It's, it's, like, like one school
0: essentially. Started...
1: Yeah, it's, like, one school semester <laughs> and stuff. It's really not that. It, it's kind of weird when you think about how, like, short it is, like, in the show itself. Compared to, like, oh, yeah. here's three seasons of the show. Obviously, we're not counting the movie because I think the movie takes place <laughs> afterwards. But, uh, yeah. yeah, just three seasons. And the rest of season three is just a winter cup.
0: I mean, right. it kind of works, though, because the whole point of the show is for the Generation of Miracles to see who's best and whose play style is, like, supreme. So it kind of makes sense that the Winter Cup is where they promise to do that. So at the end of the Winter Cup is where you end the series.
1: Yeah, but I feel like personally, I mean, I know we haven't talked about season three, but I feel like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like Q did it better with how they did, like, more games and stuff in the growth of the characters. At least I'm not I'm not done with Q, so I wouldn't know.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm still I don't know re- what
1: I'm talking about. I just feel like the show should yeah. have been longer, so more games. What can I say?
0: I, I, I used to think I agreed with that, and that I wish it could have gone on longer. Um, but I feel like to the main point of the show is Kuroko trying to convince the generation of miracles that only focusing on themselves is not <laughs> the right way to play basketball.
1: At least I have slam dunk.
0: Yeah, so I feel like I feel like uh, by the end of the Winter Cup, he's pr- he, you know, kind of proves that to everybody by the most part. And so I feel like it's kind of like, well, I've kind of told the main story I wanted to tell instead of running it on and risking it getting kind of like boring or bad. Um, that is, of course,
1: if, if Kurtko wins, we don't know that.
0: Yes. Um, know that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like knowing what the like author was trying to go for. I think well, it's OK. But we could talk more about that when, after we talk about season three. Yes. Um, in the, in yeah. the
1: Future. But mm-hmm. why don't we why don't we get into some of the characters of mm-hmm. uh, the show? So obviously last time we talked about a lot of the characters like Kuroko and and Taiga and some of the, like, the generation of miracle people that we're focused yes. on. But this time we decided so there was like four major games that the the anime the season two focused on. So we decided to uh, take uh, a character from each of them and like talk about them and talk about their team, excluding uh, Shutoku because they already fought against Shutoku already. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: we we're not adding anybody from Shutoku. We had, well, we'll, uh, we'll talk
1: about the games like at a later point as well. Say yes. What we liked about them, what we hated about them. I feel like that's, I feel like that's a good way to proceed for a second season mm-hmm. about basketball.
0: Indeed. Indeed. All right there,
1: my buddy. Why don't you uh, throw up the first character? So we'll talk
0: about the only character we're talking about from our main team, Sayerin. We'll talk about uh, Tepe Kiyoshi.
1: Oh, my man looking like he's on a magazine.
0: Yo, you know it.
1: Oh! Oh! We're bringing sexy back.
0: Yeah, Dojin cover. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: No. Uh, what? No. joking. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that existed. I'm I mean, sure it probably a, does. I'm sure if you were to look up, oh my god, I really love Kuriko and Taiga. I want to look up pictures of them together, like nice, friendly pictures. I remember
0: seeing there was I'm a so controversy for season so Two uh, on the wiki page. There was the controversy, I guess, about how much Jojen-Chi was being made about this at Comic-Cat, and they weren't sure how to handle it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, which. I never knew, and I didn't. I just kind of skimmed over it, so I don't have much to add to it. But I just remember reading that. So if you want to read more about it, uh, go to the season two Wikipedia. Uh, you can you can read the little paragraph they have. Oh yeah, um, yeah so this shows
1: is with like with like Yaoi pairings. It's like this one, Haikyuu, My Hero, and actually and actually Yu-Gi-Oh as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that's part of sports anime. Like some of the guys will like it because of the sports, but the girls get into it because a lot of them have like really well designed characters. So I feel like Kuroko kind of started it off, Haikyuu continued it. And I feel like that's kind of like Yabamushi pedal didn't kick off as much as it did because they were more just kind of like generic in some ways. Um but anyway, that's that would be like uh Are you saying I can't draw Dojitsu of the bikes together? I mean you can. I'm just saying, like you you've heard you hear tons of people talk about Kuroko and Haiku. How many times besides me do you hear people talk about Yala pedal?
1: never i've actually never heard of it other I, in fact i wouldn't even Ooh. know what it is other than the fact of that i read it, like the first chapter a long time ago
0: i really like yellow pedal it's really good we'll have to talk I about liked, it sometime. i like
1: the first chapter from when i read of it mm-hmm. also didn't think we talking be talking about yaoi on today's podcast but hey you live you learn
0: hey you live you learn um yeah uh um, but this is kiyoshi tepe he is the founding member of the Siren high basketball team That's right he is also one of the uncrowned kings, which that's were the right. players who were the best until the generation of miracles came along and kind of got overshadowed.
1: That's um, right. But they're
0: still uh, exceptional players. He's called the Iron Heart or the Iron Will, one of the two. Iron okay. Heart. Iron Heart. That's right. That's right. Was right. And then I was like, mm, hold on, let me double check. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he's really, really great. He, his kind of signature move is he can like change his like grip and positioning in the air, so he like, he's going to center. shoot. Yeah, if he's going to, like, shoot, he can just, like, turn his wrist to the side and, like, pass, which is a hard move to do when you're up in the air. I can do this
1: like this, but I can't do it to the – it's, like –
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's weird.
1: Does he have, like – I don't even want to think about it. (laughs) <laughs> but he's actually he's actually a super good basketball player. He's and, uh, really really good. To be honest, from when I, rem- I, I it was been a while since I watched Kirk. Like high school, like I watched mm-hmm. it in high school. That was like years and years ago. But from watching uh season two, I actually really liked him a lot. Like holy crap, he really like outshone everybody, He really like outshined everybody. Mm-hmm. Really, like put his foot forward. You could tell this guy really like basketball. He really likes playing on a team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's really good at it too. You know.
0: Yeah. As far as like personality, he's like extremely mature and responsible. He's
1: a teddy but he's, bear. But he's
0: also kind of like really laid back and just kind of uh lays a fair, go with the flow kind of guy. Um but yeah, he's 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 really intelligent as well, but he it kind of throws you off when he's just they just he just kind of is there being his goofy self. Um,
1: he's a teddy bear. What was it
0: Rico's dad called him? The goofy giant or something like that, I believe was Maybe. what uh, Rico, who's their coach, uh, there's a part where they train with her father, who's like a ex professional basketball player and a personal trainer. Um, but he also just likes playing basketball for the fun of the game, um, uh, which uh brings direct confrontation into one of the later matches they he have. Does with the like, yeah, he
1: does like playing to just play the game and have fun, but he also wants to win as
0: yeah. well. Yeah, I think that was one of the notes I wrote down in, like, things about the game where oh, sure. he basically me, he was like, yeah, I love to play for the fun of the game, but don't make it that, uh, but don't want that trick you into thinking, yeah, I don't care about winning, I think is how he phrased it. Um, he was like, That's he nice. still wants to win, but he, he loves the, truly loves the game. Uh, yeah. Uh. They call it, though, his
1: move, the, the thing where he does it, the right, I think it's called the right of postponement?
0: The right of postponement, and he also later on gets the vice grip, which vice is a terrible claw. name. Or Vice Claw, excuse me. Yes, Vice Claw, which is fun. literally just him going, Ugh, "I got it," <laughs> which I find weird to get him a name, but okay. Uh, but yeah, he's he's really cool. He very much is a key person on the team. If he's ever taken out, they struggle more. They definitely struggle more without him. Oh, not, um,
1: not that many good facts about him.
0: No, I mean he's he's just he's very fun to be have around. He's a really um,
1: good. I really I think he he's also like a really good teacher. Person, I feel like he'd be a good teacher in basketball. And he's kind of mm-hmm. like in a way he was kind of like not. I wouldn't say he's like the glue that holds the team together, but he's a big part of the team that makes like the team what it is of the team of Seirin. You know, everyone loves him. Kuriko mm-hmm. loves him. Taiga loves him. Junpei mm-hmm. really loves him, even though he doesn't want to admit it.
0: Yeah, he Hugo, Hugo likes to tell him he hates him, but. And I don't feel like he necessarily loves him. I feel like it's more or less,
1: not like love. Love. Us, he like he respects him. Way.
0: Yeah, like he respects him and all that, but he doesn't necessarily get along with him all the time. No, I kind of um, just
1: realized that. I feel like out of all like the main characters from the team, I feel like is it Izumi right? Izumi didn't really get that much character development this season.
0: Izumi doesn't. Uh, him and the others. Uh, him, Kogane, uh, Suchita, and Mito- then the other first years, Mito- oh, and Mitobe, really okay. don't get any character development. They're just kind of there.
1: It's kind of uh, weird, because Junpei does a lot. I actually really like Junpei this season. It's because like he's the series. captain. But, like, at the same time, like, is like, part of, like, the main team. You, should, you could at least give him some... Ma- yeah. may- maybe make his skill evolve to that other guys from uh from Midor team. Go from make the
0: eagle eye out- to the Hawkeye? Yeah,
1: just do that. Like make it evolve. I don't know. Just if make do him does- to Cal. I don't know if they do that in season three. I don't remember.
0: Uh, I think he gets a slight boost in season three. Oh, times um, myself. But uh, it's not much. But which is sad. guess Izumi is honestly my favorite on Team Sairin. I think he's really really great. But yeah, he's just there to make like bad jokes and then do what he can do with you know like seeing the court um but yeah tepe's i I love
1: how we're saying his name wrong it's izuki
0: Izuki, (laughs) i should know that because i have his character cd um yeah i was at a convention and saw that they had character cds i'm like i've never bought a character cd and i was like i'd feel bad not buying the boy he gets a thing called
1: eagle spear
0: oh that's right that's what it is i was like i thought he got something new but i couldn't remember exactly what
1: and that's i feel like
0: The other three that were like the from the team the last year all each get like one new move in season three, but it's not like anything groundbreaking or crushing. It's enough to like help them out when they need it, but it's just kind of they're there. Um, but yeah, anything else we want to say about Tepe or should we?
1: Uh, I mean, so, so just, I mean, obviously, uh, it's going to be hard to talk about these characters because I mean, other than like their basketball skills, they're kind of just like normal people, Mm -hmm. don't really like do anything or do anything like special other than in basketball. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you take basketball away. These are all just really normal guys. (laughs) Right. But I really, I really like Tepe this season. I feel like he like really like shined very bright in a lot of the matches. Mm -hmm. Personally, I felt like maybe season two is kind of his season, you know, which kind of of like Kuroko and are like the main guys. But like, I feel like this was like his season. He Mm -hmm. came back in really key part of the team. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what he does in season three. I mean, I remember the outcomes obviously, but I don't remember like Mm -hmm. exactly what happens and stuff. And that's like, the excitement comes in and like watching these basketball games. So that's why uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the next season. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about Te- Tepe, my, my dude?
0: I gen- I really like Tepe a lot. Uh, He's a, he's a, fun, he's a fun character, but he's he also is very important. He's not just like, oh, we're just going to make a character who's fun. Like he's extremely important. He's extremely skilled, but also the combined with his personality and how he just handles all the situations are actually just genuinely fun scenarios. <laughs> um I and feel it bad just makes for a good time
1: injury. he has a really bad leg injury
0: yeah uh that's that's why he was out he got injured by one of the characters we're going to talk about later uh yeah. in a game the last season actually, and he was out just probably. to be uh actually i was gonna do a repeat next but we can talk about oh, that oh, this person next
1: no it's fine I, i'm fine with the repeat
0: okay um but yeah he uh <laughs> he was out easy, for a year key. he comes back but he even he even mentions at some point that like he doesn't think he could play after this year. He thinks after this year and the run at the cup, he he's going to have to stop just due to his leg.
1: And to be um, fair, that's a very smart assessment because like my man's got like really like badly injured. Like sometimes it's really painful to him. I'm sure yeah. that'll be a problem in the upcoming season as well. Yeah. But But uh, you know, I I got to take care of yourself before your love for the game can't mm-hmm. can't
0: get. It, so. Yeah. He he took the surgery so he could help try to get sayerin to win the the Winter Cup or the champion title at some point. Uh, but he also knows that that's not a permanent fix. That's, he can use it for a little bit, but the harder he plays, the worse it gets kind of scenario. So he knows it's just uh, only a matter of time. Uh, but I guess now we should move on to the only repeat character we have on this uh, this podcast, and that is Almine Daiki uh, oh, of Toho Academy.
1: Almine. The
0: member of the Legend of... Not Legend of Miracles.
1: <laughs> Legend of Miracles.
0: <laughs> uh, Generation of miracles. The
1: uncrowned miracles. The uncrowned
0: miracles. Yes, yes. Um,
1: the generation of kings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I made one mistake. All right, um, but yeah, he's the ace player My of the generation. Life is a mistake. Yeah, he was the ace when they oh, were yeah? the generation of miracles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah wow. Yeah, this, is the guy, hey. this is
1: the guy that kicked everybody's butt in like the first uh, the season. If you remember mm-hmm. correctly, he's really good at basketball.
0: Yeah. He's just an utter beast. Like in every sense of the word, he's fast, he's strong, he can jump. Uh, he's very, I guess, instinctual. Uh, and I believe he's one that some people said they don't really know that anybody would necessarily love basketball more than him. Like he just loves the game and he's really great. Um, but he's kind of a jerk most of the time because he got so good that people would just give up. They didn't see the point in playing against him. Um, and just kind of that got to him to the point to where he didn't oh, want to try. But me but me. Yeah, he, he, his famous catchphrase is no one can beat me but me. So he gets to where he skips practice, he'll show up to games, utterly crush people, and then leave because nobody really wants to try against him most of the time. If I
1: remember correctly, didn't in season, in season one he came in like the second quarter?
0: Yeah, because he was late. He overslept and just took his time getting there. Because um, that's where uh, Stewron was actually starting to make up some ground and could potentially win, and then they put in Alamine and he just utterly no, destroyed no,
1: them. No, no, they weren't. No, they weren't. They were still losing to the main team. I remember.
0: Oh, that's right. Because their um,
1: actual—I mean, their actual team is actually pretty good as well.
0: Yeah, it's just they add him on there, and they're just an unstoppable force. Completely
1: destroyed. Like I think there was one moment they were making a comeback, but Alamine's like, haha, Nope. I I am the best."
0: Yeah, that's why like, they finally were figuring out kind of like what to do and how to like strategize. And so Alameda came in and was like, "Yeah, no, that's not gonna work."
1: But well, yeah, we, have we win. learned something new because of him in season two today, which is mm-hmm. like one of the key focuses of the show, which is called the zone. The zone, which is basically like a state of hyper focus where like all your mm-hmm. senses and instincts are like. Think of it like Ultra Instinct from Dragon Ball Super. Think of it like mm-hmm. that in a sense which it's kind of weird because the only way you can enter it is if you have a major love for basketball but then somebody had entered it who hated basketball so sus but not sus but anyway uh, the point i'm trying to make is uh the zone is kind of weird we'll talk about that later though but uh mm-hmm. yeah basically he he it shows us how good and how much Almine here really loves the game that he enters the zone and can like mm-hmm. perform at, like top speeds and be the best cuz he's pretty cool
0: yeah, that's the main reason we were talking about him again. It's just because he activated that. Yes, which um, is,
1: like, after it's activated, like, it's a big thing in the show. Like, mm-hmm. it'll keep coming back more and more.
0: It comes back all the time. Um, But, yeah, I always just find it when they called it the zone. And, like, I get why, because you're so hyper-focused. It's, like, you're what you would just refer to as I'm in the zone when you're doing really good. Um, But they kind of say it's pretty much like you're unlocking more of your brain to where, like, most people can only use 80% of their brain at any time they say like oh he can use 100 percent for so long but um whether that's actually how it should technically work i just think of it as essentially like condor said he just gets hyper focused and just so into it he just knows what to do based on instinct alone it's the only much. thing
1: that it's the, i think they explained it that way but it's the only thing that like physically makes sense because this is like this has been like a pretty normal like uh shonen show mm-hmm. with like sub characters doing like weird things that, like that are explained like all of kirk moves like all the vanishing stuff that's explained in a yeah. sense and all the all of every, everybody else's things like me to be able to shoot from anywhere yeah uh he's able to copy freaking mm-hmm. uh nominee just being good overall uh yeah. you know it's all explained so personally i feel like the zone has to be explained or else it just be like a cheap little thing which right. i still consider it to be a cheap little thing i think it's still unfair honestly it doesn't, doesn't yeah. it's not cool to see but i personally still think it's unfair
0: I think my biggest thing with it is we don't know the exact conditions for activating it. One, you have to genuinely truly love the game of basketball. And two, you have to just be of like a certain skill level. They don't explain like what that skill level entails. Like just from knowing that we know Kuroko would never be able to activate it because overall he's a bad basketball player. He's mediocre at best, but his misdirection allows him to be good and be useful. But yeah, it's it's very much like there's some other characters who seem like they'd be just as strong as Kagami or some of the others, but it's like, oh, but they're not strong enough. And it, it's it kind says, of like.
1: It says okay. the conditions to enter the state of the zone varies from each person, but one fundamental requirement is that they have an extreme love and passion towards
0: the game. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, that's it. And like I said, there is one person who claims to hate the game, but eventually ends up entering the zone, which I think was just to show that he doesn't truly hate the game. That's just what he says because he's really lazy, um, but yeah. Uh, anything else we want to say about Almine, or should we move on to the dirty little cheater?
1: Uh personally, I, I really I like seeing Almine play. Like when he did enter the zone, mm-hmm. all his like moves were really cool. It was really great to see like the anime do all that like stuff. Feels like going. He, it was basically like like looking at him, taking a remote, and clicking two X speed on him.
0: Yeah really
1: it was pretty fun to see though, like animation wise i really oh it's
0: great that's one of my favorite parts of the game is when he and uh kagami are just duking it out for that like couple minutes they're doing it spoiler Kogami
1: enters the zone too
0: yeah (laughs) um yeah it would be
1: much of a show if he didn't
0: (laughs) no and this is the season two podcast at this point uh it's like all our other season twos you know we're gonna have spoilers thrown in here and there um all right uh moving on we'll talk to the dirty little cheater Ah, Uh, get him off the screen! Get him off the screen! get him off, get him off! Get him off, I hate his
1: eyebrows!
0: uh, Ah! Eyebrows are so weird. Uh, But it is Makoto Hanamiya. He is the star player of Kirisaki Uh, Daichi. He's also one of the uncrowned kings. Uh, And if Kiyoshi is one of the most honest, loving members of basketball, uh, Hanamiya is one of the most dishonest players of basketball. Uh, He purposely stages their strategies to where they can be like hitting people and fouling them out, but where the refs don't see, which you do have some issues with at some point because they're beating up on Tepe enough that he's just covered in bruises. And you think the uh, referee would be like, Hey, every time like these people duck in front of me, he has a new bruise on him at some point, but you know, they don't. Uh, but he's very much about uh, weaving these unfair strategies to where they can just weigh everybody out and just, not have to really worry about playing very hard um he also has the spider web strategy i believe is what he calls it
1: yes i'm actually on his page right now it's called the spider yeah. web shot and it's actually here's a fun fact about that Hold on the freaking pages being dumb oh my god why do all these people leave the comments on his thing hmm. it's a teardrop shot
0: yeah <laughs> but then the, he has the strategy where it's called the spider web where the he plans out, like the spacing and all of that
1: yeah, it's, it says, uh, Hanamiya's skills analyzing the opponent's passing patterns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And basically, using like all like the information he gathers, he like puts his players because not only is he like a player, but he's also the captain and like the advisor as yeah,
0: well. Yeah. Their coach like, isn't even there. They, he the, coach the coach mysteriously left for unknown reasons, which makes me think they probably beat him up and he just stopped coming. Or they,
1: um, they just couldn't understand that he couldn't take like the fact that they were all like yeah. where they were.
0: Yeah. Um, he's the coach he's the captain and uh he's just extremely sadistic and uh plays really dirty um and that's kind of their team's not like super great they're fine and they're they would definitely be worth a challenge but if you could figure out how to break through their strategies they kind of just crumble really just just
1: punch them back easy (sighs) yeah just 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 talk to the ref and have somebody get punched have punched the guy out easy
0: I mean, really, Kagami really almost punched Kagemi.
1: him. I really wish he did. Oh, would have <sighs> been so good. But he would have been
0: out of the game immediately, and probably. <laughs> they they needed him in the game.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, he's a uh, think of most like any bad quality about a person and give it to this guy, and you've you've got him. There's probably. even a part where he's like telling Kuroko a sob story. If I remember, I think it was He was kind of telling them some sad story, and then he's just like about to cry. He's like, as if blah 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 blah. I don't yeah, care. He's
1: literally like probably the most hated person in the show. Yeah, he got ranked yeah, rank 14 in some freaking polls. Why?
0: How well, do people he, he like is, him? He's unique of a character in that all the characters who are, like, the rivals or, like, the opponents generally have some reason as to why they're the way they are. Like, Almine became a jerk because he finally just got so tired of everybody being, like, terrified of him and saying he's a monster and all that and just giving up. So he finally just gave up because it wasn't worth his effort. They all have some reason kind of why they're the way they are. And we find out why Hanamiya. We don't, we just know he's dishonest. He's poopy. We don't get any backstory about him. We don't get like, if he had to like start doing that, cause I was like, the only way he could beat a certain person. We just know that's how he is. So like, they don't really try to make him like at all uh, relatable. It's just, that's just who he is. And I think that's why he's probably one of my least favorites in the show because he's just, He's just mean because they decided they needed him in character.
1: Well, to further push the uh, Makoto hate train,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: according to the Kuroko No Basket official fan book, uh, the reason he plays basketball is because there are annoying people in the basketball club.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: He is also not good at freshness.
0: At freshness? Are they res- assume like, like hygiene, I guess? Probably um yeah like even like one of his quotes like this this kind of sums up his whole strategy in a nutshell uh so what i'm always telling you whether it's genius or a prodigy once it's broken it's just garbage so it's like and we can just break everybody doesn't matter how good they are they're they're broken um so that's kind of their whole strategy is we don't have to like really try super hard we just break them down and then we'll win it's great um but enough about him for now we'll talk about him more when we talk about the games uh, moving on to the next member of the generation of miracles, we have Marie Sakabara.
1: Oh, oh, that's the guy who eats the snacks.
0: It is the guy who eats I the have snacks.
1: snacks.
0: You have a snack?
1: What? I'm going to eat it and be unprofessional.
0: <laughs> Why are you being unprofessional?
1: Because this guy hates basketball.
0: He 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 doesn't like basketball. Uh, but yes, this is uh, like said, Marie Sakabara. He is a giant he he's just huge
1: he's yeah huge. like he, he's
0: huge yeah and not like fat just like very tall very wide like he's just a huge guy always eating snacks um that's just always like one of his like i guess like kind of quirky character traits they gave him um yeah he's extremely lazy he doesn't like putting an effort in anything he just kind of wants to be that guy who sits down and eats snacks all day uh, but because uh, he's so-
1: Uh, well, I actually remember a scene, I don't know if this was just done in the dub or it was official, but, uh, I remember there was a scene when they actually first met him and Kirk was like, Oh, he's actually an okay guy. I just hate the way he plays basketball. Yes, I think the reason why he is very lazy when it comes to basketball, but I'm not sure how he is like outside of like the game, but you know, the reason why
0: they phrase it, I believe in the sub that he doesn't like exerting energy. He doesn't want to do anything that it requires him to like be energetic, which is why he doesn't like basketball or sports. Um, so he doesn't really try. He puts in as little effort as he can, um. but he's just so big that, that he's just naturally built to be good at basketball, essentially. Sorry. Um, um,
1: but, but yeah, no, I agree. But like at the same time, uh, I disagree because, because listen here, because, uh, basically, uh, he is a guy who does not like to put effort into basketball. And the reason he doesn't put into enter enter Jesus, I can't speak. The reason why he does not like to put effort into basketball is because he's tall, so he doesn't Mm -hmm. see a point. Yeah. And that's why – that's kind of probably how his laziness started. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then he loses.
0: Yeah. uh, He he hates losing. He's a very – he has a lot of childish qualities, like even the whole snack thing. (laughs) That's actually Uh, how they
1: baited him. I think Tepe did that. Tepe baited him. It was great. Yeah.
0: It was great. But even, like, I'm just checking out here. It said it was mentioned in one of the books that every time – Uh, He spends every single penny he has on some kind of junk food. That's why he's always just uh, has like snacks. But yeah, he hates losing. He's extremely childish. And yeah, Tepe just baits him, uh, which I think is one of probably my favorite parts of that whole match is he's just like, I play basketball because it's fun. And that's the whole reason he and Kuroko don't get along. Like Kuroko and Marisa Kabara really don't have anything against each other, but they completely disagree on how basketball should be played, which causes them to really not respect each other all that much or really get along great. Um, but yeah, when Tepe is just like, I play b- basketball cause it's fun. Don't you? And he just gets all mad and taunted by it. It's great. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's, I feel like overall he's probably the most talented of the generation of miracles.
1: Naturally talented. Yeah. But the Naturally fact he
0: puts in so little work for it, at least at this point in the story that he's not the best because he just doesn't work at it.
1: He's a good defender. <laughs> That's <laughs> about it. Really? I mean, I mean even Almine said
0: like I struggle to get past that guy. Like he's a beast. Um, which when you hear that you're like, oh really? I doubt it. But it's like, no, he's he's pretty crazy. He is pretty crazy if he
1: puts the effort in.
0: Yeah. I mean I'm pretty sure if he just like reached up, he could like touch the hoop. That's why and he not thought... go beyond it.
1: I think me and you both have some things about the uh the match against uh whatever their team name is. Yosin. Yosin. I think we both have thoughts about that. I have some I actually have a really I actually have a really uh what's the word when people don't agree with you on something controversial controversial i have a really controversial thought about the Yosin match but i'll talk about it when we talk about it okay uh
0: but yeah uh but yeah I, I actually
1: he... uh i don't really like him that much honestly
0: i think he's my Least favorite or...
1: member of generation of members generation of miracles member probably
0: Either him or Akashi, who we've not had in the story well, yet. At least
1: at this point. Probably not, one of those I don't two. know how Akashi is. I know Akashi, from what we've seen, has a giant mm. winning complex saying, Oh, he's never won. I've never lost.
0: Oh, he doesn't even say I don't win. It's just natural to me. Like not- that's part of his life is he just wins. Like his he doesn't voice, try to win. It just happens. Akashi's
1: voice is so weird. <laughs> I'll have to get used to it more. Just like I said the same thing about uh Kiyoshi in season one, but now I'm used to it in season two. I'm yeah. sure I'll get used to it in season three.
0: Right. Because uh, especially we've only heard Akashi say like maybe ten lines total throughout the whole dub so far. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess we should move on to the last person we're talking about here with characters being uh, Tatsuya Himura.
1: Wow, he has a little little birthmark right on his eye right here. Yeah,
0: wow, he does.
1: This guy looks like a gamer if I've ever seen one. <laughs> this oh, real guy quick, looks before, like a gamer. oh, real quick before we before we move on, I want to say one thing about Atsushi. Okay. I don't. I think we did it in the uh the the first season. uh But th- there's there's all for all the main generation of miracles. There's all like what if like what if what 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 alternate job would they choose?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh Maurice Sakabara would be a pastry chef.
0: Oh, that makes okay. sense.
1: <laughs> so I just want I just sense. wanted to point that out. It's a little thing. Okay. And it shows a little image of him like in a in a chef's outfit, like making snacks. Nice pretty great all right mm-hmm. so the last up is um is uh tatsuya himura yes
0: he is very closely uh i guess related not really related but he he's a big part of kagami's story uh back when kagami lived in the usa tatsuya was like his best friend kind of brothers in a uh, sense. yeah they they made a pact to call each other brothers because they're both good at basketball they were together all the time um but after kagami left uh Right before he left, they kind of had this fight to where Topsy realized Kagami was going to surpass him, and he couldn't let his little brother surpass him. So he pretty much tells them that after their next game, whoever wins or loses, they're not going to be brothers anymore. Like they're gonna they'll play one more game, and depending on the outcome, that's just that's it. Um, which really just shakes up Kagami. And then like I think they saw like a day or two later is when his family had to move to Japan. Uh so then he he goes to Japan, and uh, they don't see each other for a bit. Uh, but now Tatsuya is in Japan, and uh, they're putting their brother match on the line when they play at the Winter Cup.
1: That's right. Um, because he's like, oh, I can't lose to my brother, my younger yeah, brother. Yeah, which that is really kind of cool. dumb.
0: It's like, I'm the older brother. I can't lose to him. It's like, why not? <laughs> like,
1: well, I think we forget for one second, Falcon, that despite mm-hmm. how muscular and aged they look, they're still high schoolers.
0: They are still high schoolers.
1: Which doesn't really make any gosh darn sense. Nope. Because literally you have these tall guys.
0: That's been my the, biggest issue yeah. with the series. Is they they look like they're more college students. As a po- besides maybe Kuroko.
1: <laughs> Kuroko's like the only one of eight. <laughs> uh,
0: there's the one guy from Towo, uh, Sakurai, I think. The like uh, one they call Mushroom Head with like the light brown hair and the big yeah, eyes. He looks like a high schooler. But yeah, the rest of them look like they're totally... Especially some of the Yosin guys. Some of the Yosin guys look like full adults, like they're
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that more when we get yeah. to that battle. But like, but like, yeah, they look like super tall.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, he right here, is actually super good at basketball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he he's a uh, what's the best way to describe him? So basically, he is really good at not wasting any movements. Like he has perfect mm-hmm. movements. Like it's it's really hard to read him. So basically I think a lot of the people have problems with like reading what he was going to do. Like if he's going to fake, if he's going to shoot, if he's going to pass. Because he He's just, great at trick he shots. Does, he doesn't waste any of his movements on like wasted mm-hmm. effort. It's really good. He also has a, a popular move called the mirage shot mm-hmm. where it's actually not that simple. It's not really that hard. He literally, he can literally just like throw the ball up once, catch it and then throw it into the hoop if he wants to just basically like yeah. trick somebody. Because if you really think about it, it's just like, Oh, Hey, if they see the ball going up, they're just like, "Oh, he's gonna shoot!" So I better go block, but he doesn't mm-hmm. because he it blends it back into the, the thing. So uh,
0: yeah, he's just he's just good at that in general. He's good at trick shots. He's good at fake outs and all of that. Um, so you really have to pay attention to what he's doing and try to predict where he's going to go. Um, yeah, that's the thing with his like mirage shot. He shoots it up, but he catches it pretty quickly and then he shoots it again, so it makes it look like the ball just kind of like faced past you when it's really just. You saw the first one. And he shot the second one enough that he shot it over your hand, uh, and you just didn't see it. Um, yeah, uh, personality-wise, he gets lots of love letters from girls. You know, uh, no, he he very much is like the most like idly looking character. I feel like in the show. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, otherwise, he's really dispirited. I guess is the best way to probably talk about what his personality is like. Now here's uh. a
1: fun fact for anime watchers. I mean, obviously, if you're a manga fan and mm-hmm. you're watching the anime when season one comes out, you probably know all the know everything about it. But Himura's first appearance was actually as a shadow in the second ending theme.
0: Hmm.
1: That's right. If you look on the wiki, you see a picture of a uh, Tiger Young, and it shows like a shadow, which you would assume would be Taiga, but it's actually it's actually Himura Himuros. Yep. So that's a pretty fun little fun fact. Mm-hmm. but just to say if you like really like these characters that we're talking about or you like really like the show i highly recommend going on the weekend because the the creator of the show like really went all out with like making the characters all unique and everything it's like, yeah. that's, like that's like perfect for making fanfics and stuff because <laughs> mm-hmm. you could like look look at the characters like what they need and you get like funny things from them so like if you like really like the characters like how i said that murasaki bar would be like a pastry chef Well, what they say like just a little thing i don't want to be like all of them always because it would take too much yeah. time uh, cuz so they have there's like a character bible there's like a curl fes that goes like into details but during the character bible it says these four things it says it says uh tatsuya his motto is don't accept life to be fair mm-hmm. his favorite food is pickles his Ooh. hobby is playing in billiards and his specialty is juggling you wouldn't get that from watching the show but you can get that from the character bible yeah, why well, I, I don't know, but it fleshes out the characters more, which is actually really great. I really like it because what this show is basically basketball, we get yeah. like great character development, but not like super great. Like March comes in like a lion or something like that. But it's more how they develop, develop in the game, it's more like how they develop in the game and they develop as people. But you get mm-hmm. to see like little traits of these characters sprinkled into like the character bibles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to buy them, you can always just look up the information online. If you really like to support the, the, the show. Or the series uh-huh. in general, go ahead and buy them. But I actually really like that about like uh, about this like series that like the author made his time to, like go through like all these minor characters as well. I mean, I mm-hmm. mean Tatsu is not super minor, but compared to like the generation of Miracles and the Uncrowned Kings, he's like kind of minor. Like mm-hmm. it would it would go like people would co- compare him to like a, an Uncrowned King. So, but like personally, I look at him under under the Uncrowned king, so he's not like an mm-hmm. Uncrowned King. Yeah, so, uh, but I just wanted to go on with that little change. If you like the characters of the show, definitely go on the week. Yeah, and like, like, see Yeah,
0: things. like skill wise, he'd be more along the lines of like the kind of like secondary main members of the other teams, like your Takals with uh, Midorima and all of those. I like um, those. Kasamatsu on uh, with Kisei's team, um, but he's tied in more with Cogney because they kind of needed that because otherwise, all the main villains just, or I guess opponents. None of them are really, like, bad guys. Uh, Yeah. And the the cheating guy. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, they're all tied in with Kuroko. And there's not many that are really tied in to the other members. Marisa Kabara ties in with Tepe, but we'll talk about that later. And then we've got Himuro, who ties in with Kagami. But otherwise, it's always, here's this Generation of Miracles player. They're tied in with Kuroko. Um, But that should be it for the characters, I guess.
1: Yes. And this will lead us to a popularity poll I have found. Obviously, uh there's actually three popularity polls so this is perfect because I can talk about one for each season however for this one it's kind of problematic because this poll came out at the time when uh it was uh Sayuri versus Toho the second the second the second game they played together Oh, Jesus excuse me so uh I feel like if after uh it was after season 2 I feel like Murasaki Bara and Tatsuya would be like higher up on the thing and maybe some other members of their team as well But uh, let me, uh, let let me, let's, let's, I think I'm going to do, I'll do the, I'll do the top five. And then I'll mention where Tatsuya is because we talked about Tatsuya. Oh, I see Akashiwa. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So first place, do we want to guess who first place is uh, Falcon?
0: (sighs) That's tough. Uh, So at this point I'm going to say, I think I'm going to say Kagami most likely, but I think that, Either Kisei or Awamine have a really good shot at being top as well.
1: First place of the second Kuriko Baskets poll is Tetsuya Kuroko! Okay. The main character!
0: Yay! Woo. He has
1: 2,242 votes. Second place with 1,309 votes. We have Ryota Kisei! Third place, third place, was 1,097 votes, we have the star of Season 2, in my opinion, Tepe Kiyoshi! Woo! Fourth place, was 1,036 votes, Taiga Kagame! Okay. Fifth place, with 1,021 votes, Daiki Almine. Sixth place, Yay. we have Shintaro Midorima. Seven, we have Shun Izuki. Eighth, we have Atsushi Musakibara. Ninth, we have Junpei Hyuga. Tenth place, we have Yukio Kasumatsu. Mm -hmm. Uh, Riko is 11th. Takeo is 12th. Momoi is 13th. Hanamiya is 14th. Tetsuya, number two. The dog is 15th. Number two got more votes than Himura and Akashi. That's funny. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, Fujimaki is 16th. uh, Himura is 17th. And Akashi is 18th. Okay, but uh, I'm not going to mention anything else because basically that's basically the second poll.
0: Yeah,
1: with Kuriko being in first, second, first place, the same as in uh, the 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 uh, the first poll actually. Mm Hmm. So that's actually pretty great. All right. I will tell you. I will tell you that the uh, holy crap, a lot of people really voted on the third poll because the first place for the third poll has six thousand votes. Oh wow. (laughs) actually the 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 third poll has a hundred places in it oh my gosh eighty
0: mm-hmm.
1: ninth huh. place the basketball shoes Haizaki threw away one boat <laughs> okay. uh, <all> right.
0: <laughs> That's
1: basically the popularity poll for uh yeah that I'll be reading for this one.
0: All right, uh let's talk about the openings and endings and then we can either do the question or we can talk about the matches. Uh, so
1: yeah, let's talk about the openings and endings and the music overall yes.
0: So the first opening of the season two is called "The Other Self" by Grand Rodeo, uh, which is my personal favorite of all the Croco openings. I feel uh, it's very good. I feel like it setting the mood for the, the games and for what's going on at the moment. You
1: really feel that, like that, like, you really feel like the oomph when at the beginning, Croco looking at the crowd. Well, he he, ris- just, he r- lifts his yeah. arm. Everyone just goes crazy, and I'm yeah. like, and here I am sitting, like, wait, they can see him.
0: <laughs> they noticed him wow what
1: this isn't kuroko
0: this is fake
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but i actually didn't really like the uh the 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 the, the second o- the the first opening of season two i, I mm-hmm. thought it was really great but i actually will have to say i actually i think i personally like the second opening of season two more than the first one okay. but 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 falcon please don't kill me okay i'm, I'm not, sorry so it's like, like a tiny margin like a tiny margin
0: all of the kuroko openings are pretty good like i don't think any like someone could say really that any of them was their favorite and I would be like, I get it. They're all, they're all good. They're all done by grand rodeo too. So like, if you don't like grand rodeo, then you're going to hate all of them. I, um, prob-
1: I know, we'll know I said that
0: this- all but one, but that's in season three. So I, we're probably, said gonna this in-
1: I probably said this in the first podcast we did of Carco, but grand rodeo is really amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They do, they do a really good job. I like hyping it up.
0: Uh, and the second opening that Condor is a personal fan of is Hengen Jizai No magical star. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not bad. of I, I definitely like better it. than Rimfire. Here's I think Rimfire why, is my least favorite. Here's
1: the reason why I like it more. The reason why I like it more mm-hmm. is because it does, like, different visuals, like, in the in the opening itself, depending on, like, what game. So it started mm-hmm. in the second half when it was, like, Toho and then Yosen. And it would, mm-hmm. like, show scenes from Toho when it was Toho and scenes from Yosen when it was Yosen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they I, definitely I really did like that, that animation I better.
1: I, I just like seeing, like, all the characters, like, moving around a lot. It was pretty great.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for endings we have walk by old codex i'm
1: not gonna walk
0: you're not gonna walk you're gonna run
1: oh, no you say oh. run All right, i actually uh, really dig both of the ending themes of this season mm-hmm. so so just a real quick uh, me and falcon obviously watched this dubbed on mm-hmm. netflix uh because we were, we were watching it to experience the dub so uh uh, basically uh we would i i would let everything autoplay so it would barely show the ending theme, unless i personally you would hear the
0: first it. like 3 or 4 seconds and then it would just then, skip. then it
1: would go to the next episode but mm-hmm. uh it's the same thing with the openings so sometimes the episode would start like before after the opening because it would just be recap and opening unless there was like original content which i really Yeah if there was Netflix recap it would that. skip
0: the recap and the opening and then move I really on.
1: respect Netflix for doing that cuz that means somebody literally like watch the episode to see if there's anything new that was there which i really yeah. liked uh, but uh i actually so i took the time to listen to the openings literally before the podcast today and i will say i actually really did like them i mm-hmm. really like them both oh uh, they're all so good we walk we have walk by who Who? who we get? old codex old codex i really liked it mm-hmm. but i think i like the second one more
0: i agree walk is really really good but i feel like fan, uh, the next one which is fantastic tune by Kinsho ono
1: you mean fantastic tune by fantastic tune
0: yeah we when we were setting up, I wrote down "Fantastic Tune" by Fantastic Tune instead of the actual <laughs> guy's name. Uh, there you go. That's that's just moments that happen when I haven't had my coffee yet. Uh, but yeah, I've
1: never had coffee.
0: Uh, wow. I need to I need to ruin you. I need to just make sure you drink coffee all the time.
1: Does that mean you're inviting me to your house?
0: Uh, no. Oh.
1: Well, Maybe. I, I got a plane ticket. I'm on my way tomorrow. Maybe
0: I'll just get a pet bunny and then be like Condor, come meet the bunny, and you'll be like, okay. No. Um, but anyway, yeah, I prefer Fantastic Tune a little bit. I feel like it just fits the show a little better personally. Um, it's a little more upbeat, but not like super energetic. I feel like it it keeps you it like hyped up from the the show, movie. but without like but still kind of letting you wind down after it. As opposed to where Fantastic Tune, I feel like just kind of is a weird like shift. That could just be me.
1: Wait, so are you saying you like the first ending theme more?
0: No, the second ending theme more.
1: But you just said Fantastic Tune was a weird shift.
0: No, I said I thought Fantastic Tune was a better shift, but Walk the first theme was a weird shift.
1: I I must have misheard you, or you must have said it wrong. I don't know.
0: Maybe one of the. No, I
1: agree because it's like the ending theme, so it's like at the end of the episode, you're probably trying to like wind down, so it's pretty great.
0: And it's, but it still keeps it energetic to where I feel like Walk is more kind of. It's not a slow song, but it has like a different like feel to it. To where I don't know, I just feel like it's a little more jarring than it is with. (laughs) with Fantastic Tune.
1: There was also it, a lot of moments in the anime where there was insert songs, aka just like the openings being played again.
0: They played Can Do a lot, which is the very first opening, which I kind of like because I feel like it just works well as an insert song can too. Do. Can do it.
1: Can do it.
0: Um, which I always I always enjoy a good Can Do listen, oh, listen to.
1: Falcon likes his cans. Yeah. In the Mountain Dew cans.
0: Mountain Dew cans, yes. Yes
1: this is Kirkwood Basket is sponsored by Mountain Dew.
0: Hey, if that's true, maybe they'll send us the alcoholic Dew when it comes out next year.
1: <laughs> yes, and I think basketball. I think alcohol.
0: That's right. You just have a have a beer at the game, you know,
1: It'd be great. Drunk basketball. Let's go. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, but every that
1: time is... the opponent takes a shot every time mm-hmm. the opponent makes a basket. You take a shot.
0: Ooh. That would be hard. I would be taking, like, so many shots. That would at least be 40 or 50 shots per, like, game. If they get Because a the three points point are into, eight. like, the hundreds most of the if time. If get a
1: three-point, if they get a three-point, you take two shots. Oh, God. But for every basket you miss, you have that single person to take a shot.
0: <sighs> that would be terrible. You would be so drunk. Yeah. So drunk.
1: It would be horrible. I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, so, alright, Condor. That's pretty much all for the music, really?
1: That's right, and the music overall, the, like, the show itself was actually pretty <clears> good, <throat> pretty good for, like, a sports show. I don't honestly mm-hmm. remember it, but I do remember it fitting it really well for, like, all the themes that everything was happening, you know?
0: I feel like it's the same way with most, like, background music and anime shows, like, it's good, but you're not gonna really remember it. Which is kind of sad, but I mean, like, it's the truth.
1: It's just there, you know? If you yeah. like the soundtracks, you, you get the soundtracks, but mostly mm-hmm. everyone just gets it for, like, the lyrical stuff, so. Yeah. All right, so I got a question for you. It's actually not a weeb question. It's just a question. And okay. obviously, I was thinking, what's a good question for this? But I feel like it would be no like good question because it's kind of like the same thing, just rinse and repeat for season mm-hmm. two. So I thought I should think more outside of the box.
0: Outside of the box, you say?
1: Yeah. So we're both watching this dubbed, obviously. So I'm going to ask you, for season three, since they haven't mm-hmm. dubbed it yet, or maybe they're working on the dub, I have no idea do you feel like the dub is really good so far for this show? Or if it's not, what would you feel like they would need to do to improve upon it? That is the question I'm asking a little unique because why not? Yeah.
0: Uh, I personally am liking the dub. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's the best dub I've ever heard. Um, but I feel like it's better than average. I feel like for me personally, all the characters really mesh pretty well with each other. Um, Akashi's is a little weird, but we've also not really heard him all that much, so I can't really say for, for a fact that it's like a bad voice. We have to get we've easy. just seen like, yeah, I we've said just the seen like
1: random at the end of season one. Yeah, and now I love um, the guy.
0: Yeah, so I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think Kuroko's voice is spot on how I would want him to be. Same with Kagami.
1: <laughs> I will uh, say when he screams, it's a little weird. Who uh, when, he, when he screamed, Kagami multiple yeah, times? Yeah, that's that's a
0: little. That's Weird, but also like Kuroko is so quiet most of the time. Yeah. It's like, is that really because of the vocal performance or is that just because it's weird hearing Kuroko scream?
1: Uh, a little, I think it's the Kuroko screaming.
0: I mean, it could be. Um, but I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. I think it's all pretty good. I mean, you're going to have your usual people who Ugh, dubs are worse than subs because Americans aren't good at voice acting as Japanese people. And it's like, whatever. Like, I don't care about that. Like, I'm grading it based on just how I'm liking it. And I'm liking it. There's not been any voice that like I've cringed at or have had any kind of like annoyance with. Um, like there is one per voice when I- we watched uh, the last show we did, suppose the like kid from the boonies, uh, which I'm not going to say the rest cause it's way too long. Uh, like, there was like a couple characters there that the voices got kind of grating Cause I watched the dub on it, but it wasn't any big deal. Like, I, I, haven't, had, I haven't watched any of it. that had like any cringe or grading or anything in Kuroko. So I think overall it's a better than average dub, but I'm not going to say it's perfect. Uh, what yeah. about you? Have yeah. you been enjoying the dub?
1: So I have been enjoying the dub. It makes it a lot easier to watch them I'm doing other things because, again, mm-hmm. it's just basketball, so it's easy to just put on the background and watch. You know, I can always just pause when I'm doing the watch for, like, the important moments. But, what's oh, that? Sorry. Oh, God, sorry. I'm a little burpy today, everybody listening. It's cool. My apologies. Um, there were probably, like, two or three moments where I was feeling a little weird watching the dub but you have to keep that in mind that's two or three moments out of the span of 26 episodes so mm-hmm. uh, obviously can every, not everything is perfect Uh, so uh, I actually really like the direction that the dub is going and I know that, that since they've done it for the second season they'll do it again super well for the third season so yeah. I'm really looking forward to the next dub. Season 3 is actually out on Netflix but it's not dubbed yet so you can mm-hmm. watch it if you are a Netflix watcher only but uh yeah no i really enjoy it i think all the character, the voices fit well i guess one of the things that i mentioned earlier is hearing kurko scream was a little weird mm-hmm. because he's actually such a quiet guy so hearing the guy like i don't know if that's like the guy if it's the guy screaming like that on purpose to make him sound like that then props to the voice actor for that because you you made me really think screaming kurko screaming is awkward and if you try to emulate that perfectly yeah. then wow good for you but you know if that's just the guy's natural voice then i'm just like eh so it's more of I really like the dub; it's really good. Mm-hmm. I I I'll agree with what Falcon says and say it's basically uh, over better than average.
0: Yeah, I still think I prefer the sub overall, but I'm not. I, I don't think the dub's anything to complain about. Like I think ah. I think it's great. For the I most part. I
1: really like the sub too, but I feel like watching a basketball game dubbed is really good. So yeah, how would you feel if you watched a real basketball game and it was all Japanese?
0: yeah it would be weird like it it would be odd I mean I've done it because I watched the show subbed but yeah like
1: I'm at a real basketball game right? not a basketball game with anyone called Lemon not real
0: he is real click on the link read about him
1: I can make a Wikipedia page just as easily Falcon
0: (sighs) whatever anyway that has been our weave question so now I guess we'll just get into the games
1: that's right we have really nowhere else to go from, from there from here yeah so all let's right. Let's talk about our first game. The uh, the Sh- Shutoku Sh- game, Sadie versus Shuto- Shutoku.
0: Yes, so basically
1: a rematch between uh Kuroko and Taiga versus Midori- Midoriyama. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, uh, basically, uh, it was a really good start to season two, you know. It's good, like, oh, it's time for a good old rematch, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh i i was always really great to, it's always great to see midorima scoring like threes and i really liked uh taiga's plan was to be like oh you can't shoot those threes forevers but Midorima's like oh but you know you can't jump like that forever either right and then midorima did something unexpected he decided to work with his team
0: <laughs> he passed the ball to <laughs> to Cal, i believe
1: and you could tell because it was a little character development moment for him but you could tell he uh He's really, he's starting to like really enjoy himself, like working with the team and like scoring mm-hmm. really good, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: Croco <laughs> really nice won him
0: see. over. He got to trust the teammates. Yeah, trust um, the teammate. I, did yeah. we see
1: any? I think we saw. Did we see any new moves displayed here?
0: Um, so Midori, not uh, Midoriya, didn't really get any new moves. Um, let me look over my list. Uh, this is the first time we see the Vanishing Drive.
1: Oh yeah, uh, when Croco
0: vanish drives past Cal, that's the first time he uses it. And just freaks them out. Um,
1: the vanishing driver is pretty great. It was also uh, great to see, like all the other teams try to like figure out how it works and then getting it wrong like later yeah. on. it was really fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it was the Kurosaki Daiichi match where a guy's like, I know how he's doing it. He's doing this, and then like, then it, was passes, the guy, like it was the It was the guy with like, no hate, with, eyes. Yeah. yeah, he's like, he's tracking your eyes, and when you blink, is when he goes. So pair, match him up against me, and then he goes past him he's like what how'd you do that you can't see my eyes and I love how was like what is that what I'm doing and the guy's like what that's not what you're doing <laughs> that was a great um other, as far as other new moves um
1: I think that was only the vanishing drive I know yeah, Kuroko used a lot uh, of new moves in like the Toho rematch but we'll get that to that when we get to that
0: yeah um the other move I wrote down that I just found amusing is when T'Kal, uh passed the ball to Midorima but he did it like a leapfrog, like bunny hop kind of deal. Like, it's like, "How we got you. What are you going to do? And he just jumps and like bounces it under his leg, which I found amusing. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. There was the really cool moment too, where uh, like, how are we going to defeat Midorima? And they have Kuroko covering him, which was just really interesting. Yeah. Anytime they put Kuroko up against Generation of Miracles to cover, it's always just amusing to me. Um,
1: like how he did it against uh, uh, Murasaki Barra. <laughs> This is yeah. a giant guy and this tiny guy. Just I
0: wrote crazy. that down in like all caps on my note when I was keeping notes. I was just like, Kuroko guards Midorima! Guards! Oh, <laughs> um, God! They, this is also the first time I believe we really see Sayrin cause somebody to foul. Um, we have uh, Kagami jumping up to block the shot from Midorima at the hoop. They're having like a hoop battle kind of deal. Um, but he causes Midorima to foul him. Uh Kumidorium like bumps into him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um which was great. Uh another moment they had was this was where we had um I believe it was Kiyoshi get a foul shot. He got like bumped or pushed or rushed or something. Uh, and they had that last pressure of uh the last foul shot I, I believe at that point it was where they could tie up the game. Uh oh,
1: yeah. And it's
0: it's kinda end. like yeah, because they had, like, one second acting left, acting and he got fouled or whatever. Yeah, and his leg was acting up, and they were all hoping that the pressure would get to him. But he – I don't remember if he makes the shot or if they get the rebound. It was one of the two. Um, but that caused them to, to tie the game. The rebound.
1: They were trying to go yeah. for the rebound. But if, he, if, if you think about it, if they got the shot, all they would have to do is pass the ball to Mina to Wait, no, start. that wasn't
0: it. It was – they were tied after the first shot, but the second shot would either get them the win or it would end as a tie. Um. And he he misses it, and both teams miss the rebound, and they they end up tying. Well,
1: I mean, technically, if you think about it, if he did get both shots, then they, then if, then the other team would just have to just pass the ball to Midarima, as I said, and just he would score, and that's that's the game. Yeah, but also so they had I think, I think it was like it two
0: seconds left on the clock, so that would have to happen really quickly. Um, yeah, they end up tying the game, and this is the only time I believe in this series that a match ends in a tie. Like this that's is right. The only so one. this
1: match ends one hundred four to one hundred
0: four. Yeah and even though there's not many like new moves like displayed in this match i think this is one of my favorite matches in the show just because even though there is not like many people like showing new moves besides the vanishing drive i feel like it's just a really well animated basketball game uh, as, there's as just a lot are. I enjoy yep. about it
1: it was a pretty good one i will admit mm-hmm. it was really good to see all these these uh good players clash with each other all with all their different like skill sets and everything mm-hmm. It was nice. Indeed. Did Falcon, turn your phone off for recording. I,
0: I thought I did. Like I said, it's being weird. Like I have it on silent, and it's telling me it's on silent, and then it's just randomly turning off of silent, and I don't know why. Uh, so if I, you hear any more dings, I apologize. I have the ringer down as low as it'll go, but it's uh still noticeable, I guess. Um, I also have a note on here that I just found amusing. At the end of the fight, when they're done, uh, Tetsuya number two comes up and leaks Kuroko in the face, which causes Momoi to uh faint into uh alamine's arms uh because she found it adorable
1: just want to say actually that this is not not anything about the game but like jesus man like the girls in this show are really like well done
0: and well there's only really two of them (laughs) well Uh, i guess three or four there's
1: multiple girls but like her mamoy and then like that alex girl like why are they so like well animated for like a show that's focused on basketball and guys
0: like god Like, really, we've got Rico, who's the coach of Sayrein. I think we've Rico's got,
1: pretty hot, too, but she's not, like, you know, well-endowed, but she's still, like, attractive.
0: Yeah. Uh, then we've got Mamoy, who is the manager from the Generation of Miracles, always hanging out with Almine. And she has a lot of, like, fun character traits about her, even though she's just really a manager. Um, then we've got Alex, who is Kagami's, like, mentor Kagami uh, from back uh, in the uh, States. Kagami uh, and uh, Yeah. yeah. And then we've got uh, the coach for Yosin, which is oh, Maurice like Lacabaris. She's team.
1: like she's like a, a graceful, like beautiful as well in like her own type she's, of way. Like all the girls in this yeah. show are just like really well done. Just to and they don't out. follow
0: like the typical female tropes either. Like they're all their own characters. Exactly. Uh, which is really great. Like it's they, I feel like they he did a really good job of having female characters. It's not like your typical shonen where they're either just there for fan service or or they're just the one who's crushing over somebody really hard and don't Except know how to Alex, do it. Except Alex, who
1: plays the great American role well and kisses everybody, because that's what we Americans do. We totally yeah. kiss everybody. Falcon, come here.
0: I'm so scared. <laughs> uh, but no, oh,
1: I can't wait So like I re- if I ever rewatch this when you ever you post it like 2090. Yeah, right. Like, and like we see that scene, I'm just gonna forget it. Like, <laughs> <they totally laughs> Cameron kissing.
0: I mean, out of like female characters, Moi. Is like crushing on Kuroko super hard, but she doesn't fall into the trope to where like that's her only character trait, like that's just a part of her character. She really likes him, but she has all this other stuff that takes precedence over that.
1: Yes, yeah, so I just want to point that out that the, the girls mm-hmm. are really like attractive, despite that uh you know it's not really a focus on girls, it's a focus on the basketball and the guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and that's really it. I guess we could really say about the Shutoku game. There's nothing super crazy that happens there. Um, just a really well animated game um which would bring our next one i believe to kiriosaki daiichi which is the cheating team uh,
1: uh, so 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 basically this this is uh i just want to so, so it's just a paint to the picture of how much i hate Kirasaki daiichi they literally threw their game against Shutoku just so they could beat their next two opponents which they mm-hmm. fail at obviously cuz they don't beat saving but yeah uh it's just it's just like oh okay you you but you could have maybe won or tried and that's why yeah. i really hate i really hate these guys they're probably like the most hated team in the the game probably I, i'm in the show maybe i have no idea what other people think but i really don't like them maybe i'm basic for thinking that but uh focusing on the game uh mm-hmm. they really destroy the Kurosaki Daishi really destroy the sportsmanship basketball and it was really Hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Not like hard yeah. to watch, but like more just painful to watch because of like how much they're like, like trying to hurt everybody and like trip up everything. Like they would hold people's feet, elbow them in the face.
0: Yeah, and they would do it while they have – this is the whole strategy is they'd have a player run in front of the ref. So that way they could either like step on people's feet to keep them in place or like bash them really quick. Um That way the judge couldn't see it, so they couldn't get like fouled out because the judge isn't seeing the fouls which also, like, I beg the difference. They probably could have been like, hey, look at our guy. Notice how every time a player runs past you, he has a new bruise on him somewhere. You know, like, be like, hey, maybe you should get a second judge in here. Like, um, but they don't. They just kind of take it. Um, but this match also gets us into a lot of Tepe's backstory. We find out that um, the year prior, the reason that Sayrin didn't go farther is because of Kurosaki Daiichi. They're the ones who injured Tepe um and made him have to sit out for a year even though i believe sarin still won the match and then lost their next their next match against whoever they were playing like in the actual winter cup
1: yep because tepe um, couldn't
0: be there yeah uh hanamiya injured uh uh tepe enough that they even though they still lost they essentially ruined sarin's run for the future um but yeah yep. um I haven't my first on here is just Kiyoshi being a boss cuz at the beginning he's just going crazy. He is. Um, and just he, all he about He really
1: was the MVP of that game.
0: He really was. Uh like especially at the start like he's just going crazy doing everything. He's not even making all of his shots or anything, but he's just everywhere all at once. He flat out tells the team, "Let me take the hits, you all stick to the outside, I'll protect the inside." So you see everybody just trying to shoot three-pointers and all this, and then Kiyoshi just being by himself under the hoop waiting for rebounds when he's got four people just like smacking against him and punching him all the time Uh super great Uh we have the uh, speech that uh, Hanamiya tells Kuroko about playing dirty and winning and about how he doesn't really care that was the thing I mentioned earlier where he was like crying and kind of giving like Kuroko some sob story then saying psych and he doesn't really care he really,
1: um, is, the he really is the worst person in the show
0: <laughs> yeah Uh we have another part where uh Almine tells Hanamiya they'll lose because, or, uh, we well, didn't tell Han- why I say he told Hanamiya? He wasn't on the court. He was telling Mamoy about how, uh, Kirisaka Daichi was going to lose because they pissed off Kuroko. And that's like,
1: how they like, lost, too, at the yeah. end.
0: Yeah. He's like, he said, yeah, they were doing good. He said, but they just lost any shot at winning because they pissed off Kuroko. Like, he's very much like, he's not going to let them win now. Um, uh, which was- I just love that Almine is like, yeah, because this is before, like, he's, he doesn't like hate Kuroko or anything, but he's still very much in his like jerky persona state. But he's just like, yeah, they lost all chance of winning. They pissed off Kuroko. All right, we can leave now. It's fine. <laughs> like, I know <laughs> how this game's gonna end. Come on, Mamuay, let's go. Um, which is great. Um, and that's if I, when... I remember
1: it correctly, it was Kuroko who like did like the final thing in that game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Against them.
0: Yeah, he was the one who uh made it to where they could win. Because they took Kuroko out for a bit. Um Because he wasn't really doing anything. He was being more of kind of like a hindrance for what they needed. Uh, But he says at the start of the second half, like, put me back in. Like, I know what to do. And this is where, or I guess not right at the start of the second half, but in the second half. The second half is when they started the spiderweb strategy, um, which was how it kind of works. We kind of briefly talked about it earlier. Um, But the whole point is the first part of the game, they're doing nothing but trying to injure and foul the other players on scene to make them mad. The more, the more angry you are, the more like you are to make a mistake and act on instinct as opposed to like, thinking about the situation. So the first part of the spider web strategy is you just make everybody mad. But then you uh, spread out and kind of kind of like all the different parts of the court. Um, now that they're all angry, they may, they're extremely easy to predict because they're just not going to think about doing a fake out or what to do. They're just going to go. So you're easier to pick, predict where they're going, which means you can steal the ball from them easier and score more. Um, so the angrier you get and the more uh fed up you are, the better the web works because you're just gonna rely on your instinct more than actually like thinking about what would be the best movement or course of action. Um, so this is where Kuroko finally is like, put me back in, I know what to do, leave it to me. Uh he tells the rest of the team, Hey, do what you normally do, but I'm playing alone. I'm not gonna be a part of any of your plays or uh-huh. anything. Just let me do what I'm gonna do. Um, and where is very team based and they have different formations and usual strategies. Kuroko randomizes it. They go do what they would normally do if they would normally pass to Kuroko, they would. But instead of Kuroko following any normal predictable strategy, he's just hitting it to whoever. He's just randomizing all of his passes. And by doing that, it's weakening Kurosaki Daiichi's strategy because they can no longer predict where the ball is going to go or who's going to do what, which lets Saren take advantage of the game again and control the flow and then eventually just crush. Kirisaki Daiichi. Because
1: Kuroko got mad. You pissed off the main character and you never do that. You never piss off the main character. Yeah.
0: And also, this That's one was why fun. he's the main character. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: And also, this one was fun because the whole time, Hyuga's not doing too well with this game because he's still thinking about how last time they played and how majorly hurt Kiyoshi got. And and is all out. the way until
1: had... quarter four. If, if Junpei mm-hmm. was just like in the game, he probably, probably would have won. won easier.
0: Yeah. Like in the well, they still beginning... won, But
1: they would have won a lot yeah. easier
0: yeah, um yeah, he's at the start they're trying to focus on playing on the outside because playing on the inside they're all getting just injured. Um, but he keeps missing all of his shots, which isn't like him. um he's finally able to break out of his funk in the fourth quarter and finally just start nailing his three pointers again um which I just had was a fun character moment for Huga um since the, even though Huga gets more than a lot of the other team members, Uh, He still doesn't get like a ton of growth and development. And this is just kind of a nice one for him to, uh, I feel like this was really his game to develop uh, was really this one right here. Um, The next game we have like Kagami and Tepe and all of that. Um, So it was just a nice fun character moment for, for Hyuga. I felt uh, finally getting past his funk of missing all of his shots and finally starting to score the three pointers again. Cause even everybody from the other teams are like, He doesn't miss this many shots. Like, what's going on with him? He's going to have to figure out what's going on and break out of it, or else Sairn's not going to have that great of a time at winning. Um, But he was able to do it. Uh, And I believe that's really everything beneficial out of this game. I feel like this game was more just there to have, like, uh, a team to kind of do that. But yeah, uh, he uses his vanishing drive once or twice. Uh, This is where uh, the hair guy was like, it's just whenever you blink... So no worries, just just, uh, pair him up with me. He can't see when I blink, and then he still passes him, no problem. Which is just really funny. is always funny when he doesn't intend to be funny. Just because of his personality, which I always find amusing. That's Um,
1: because he's the main character.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Um, let's see. Uh, And then... uh,
1: The next game is Toho! The start of the Winter Cup and their first. But you're, first you're skipping the most
0: important game, the Hot Springs episode.
1: No, I uh, know what I'm skipping.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it so, was the, a really weird Hot Springs episode, but I kind I kind of enjoyed it. It was definitely a good like filler episode, but at the same time, I didn't really do much.
1: Of course, it just it, it, it prepped everything for like, oh hey, guess who you're fighting next? Us Toho, the people you lost to. I hope you're ready to lose again. Easy win, mm-hmm. and then they and then Toho loses by a point.
0: Yeah, gosh. Um, but yeah, we. I guess the most important thing that happens at the Hot Springs episode is Momoi telling uh, Rico something, but we don't hear what it is until later on in the match.
1: And then all the guys being like, "We have the bracket for the game. Here you go. You're fighting us."
0: Yeah, you're fighting us next. Somehow our manager got it early, and then they have that whole like uh, battle of stamina in the uh, the sauna. To see who can last, which team can last the longest, and the losing team has to buy the winning team drinks or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it was fun. It kind of just helps like reestablish the fact that, uh, Almine and Coggany want to take each other down and that they're really just next. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's great. Um, let's see. Yep. So next up is the Toho fight. Um, yeah, I've got my notes right here. Ho-ho. Toho. Toho! Ho
1: ho ho. This is the start of the winter cup.
0: Yes, this is officially, nice. I believe, the first round of the winter cup.
1: Because uh yeah. Saline and and Midorima's team were in the, pro- the like cup, qualifying rounds, yeah. Which made it so every single member of the generation of miracles was in the winter cup.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: first match between the, when, the, when the they collide is Toho versus Saline.
0: Yep, and it's which- the first match that either will take out a Generation of Miracles player or uh, take out the Phantom Sixth Band. So.
1: And here's where we learn about more new Moosome Curaco like <laughs> da, 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 Ignite <laughs> Pass Deuce. I think it's called. Or Ignite
0: Pass Kai. Kai. I
1: like that. Yeah. Okay. Why did I say Deuce? I don't know. I Ignite, Ignite Pass Kai, which is He uses like- that
0: at like the very beginning just I feel like to maybe hopefully freak out Alamine, but Alamine is something that kind of got to freak out.
1: And uh, like, also we learn that every single regular member can now catch a regular ignite pass because they trained hard.
0: mm mm-hmm. uh, This is think? also where Hyuga first uses barrier jumper.
1: That's right. He usually the barrier jumper.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what does, what does Izuki do? Tell me what
0: Izuki does. Izuki does what Izuki does. So nothing. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's very, he's very important to the team, but like, his role isn't like super flashy. So you can't really like spend too much time on him.
1: So nothing got it. And then yeah. freaking Kiyoshi with his vice claw or vice grip. Whatever mm-hmm. It's called vice claw. I think the vice claw. It's pretty great. It Did
0: really that one get unveiled here. Did that one get unveiled during? I think I got Yostman. unveiled during,
1: I think it got unveiled during Kurosaki Daichi actually.
0: I don't remember. I forgot to write that one down, and now I don't remember which which I game th- he unveiled. I, it, it had in. to be
1: Toho because why would they wait to not use it on Yosin? Because Toho would be, Toho Toho was was worse opponent in my opinion than Yosin.
0: I was thinking for some reason it was Yosin, though because we get that flashback during that match of how he was catching the rocks or whatever. Oh, I could be wrong. Ugh, well, either anyway, way,
1: anyway, everyone has like new moves they're ready to use. Yes. And stuff. Kirko with the with the Ignite Pass Kai, Barrier Jump, mm-hmm. all these all these awesome things happening. Um, yeah. So everyone's bringing their A game, and Toho's not underestimating them. You know, they don't underestimate no. them from the start because they know they trained. They know, and they're mm-hmm. ready. And uh, everyone's ready. is going crazy. Tyga's starting to catch up to him a little bit, too. You know, mm-hmm. he's starting to do good. Tyga actually goes out to America to train for a month, too.
0: Yeah, you know? in between uh, the last game. They have like a little bit like training montage after the uh, hot springs episode. Um, and so this is uh Kagame wasn't there. Cause he went to America to learn from Alex. Um, also in this match, they try to shut out Kuroko early. Um, they actually stop the uh, vanishing drive cut ki- or ignite past Kai uh, really early on. I think in the first quarter, like he uses it once. I think the second time he tries Alamene just flat out catches it just like stops, catches it it shut out, which gets Kuroko subbed out for a bit. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which was just crazy, and then I think right after that is when Almina did his one man alley oop, which was just amazing to watch. Um, crazy really
1: is really great to watch play basketball. Yeah, like
0: he throws like oh, he's going for an alley oop with uh, was it Wakamatsu? Yeah, with Wakamatsu, and Wakamatsu's like yeah, I am gonna get this point. Then Almina is like, I didn't throw it for you, and all of a sudden he's just there and like dunks it in. It's like holy crap, he did a one man alley oop. Poor Wakamatsu, he just wanted to score, but you know. That wasn't how it is. Um, this is also where Kagami is able to successfully block one of Alamine's formless shots, which is where no matter what position he's in, he's able just to make a shot and get it in. Like, he'll be like falling backwards, like, oh, I can still get it. Or he'll be like on the side and get it. Doesn't worry about like <laughs> form or positioning. He can just shoot it. Um, and he's also the first person to ever have blocked a formless shot. Um, so that kind of gets Almine going. Uh, and we get our
1: introduction to the zone.
0: As yes.
1: We earlier, Be- Aka Kagami uh, it goes into the zone, and Kagami goes into the zone, and we get to see some of the most beautifulest animation I've ever seen in an anime with these two characters going neck and neck. I'm so beautiful. You guys yeah, I mean, really watch them like for endless and endless hours, just seeing how beautiful the animation is.
0: That would, that part's really good, but we still have a few things that happen before that. Uh, we had Momoi uh, explaining to their whole team how. Kuroko's tricks worked to essentially shut out Kuroko. She knew in order to win, they had to just completely eliminate Kuroko as a threat. Um, so she did that, and that is when Kuroko started using Misdirection Overflow.
1: That's right, Misdirection um, Overflow, where he can make his teammates mm-hmm. invisible.
0: Yeah, so if you all uh, don't remember weren't here for the last time, uh, Kuroko has a time limit for how long his Misdirection can work. And the more he uses it against the same people, the less effective it is. Um, so they get to a part to where his his misdirection just isn't working. His time limit's pretty much up, and they've already played against Toho before. Uh, so really, he's not being useful. Um, but we find out they realize that if they drain Kroko's battery, they can essentially change how his misdirection works. All the attention is on him, Yeah. by doing that, they're not focusing on the other members. So he can essentially give his vanishing drive to everybody else. So, the first time you see it, he passes to Izuki, and they're like, okay. And then Izuki just like phases past somebody, He's like, well, wait, what the heck wait, what? Like, what's going on? And then they score and they get a goal, like, yeah, like, that's crazy. What's going on? And they give it to Kroko, like, Kroko hasn't, no big deal. Then he passes it to Huga, and then Huga phases through somebody and gets a three point, like, what is going on? It's really crazy. But that also has a time limit. And with the caveat of if they use misdirection overflow on a team, their misdirection will never work on them again. So they're essentially saying we're not going to be able to use Kuroko at all in any future matches against Toho, but we can use this right now to beat them and move forward. Um, but they're essentially forfeiting any time they play against Toho again, unless they get some other like god tier player on their side, um, which is a really cool caveat for it being pretty crazy. Um, and that is when afterwards uh, we had a big thing on Ima Yoshi, who's the like guy with the glasses and the closed eyes. Yep, um, we finally figured who's out like cap? how he's a yeah, he's the captain. And he's also uh like we find out he's like a really sly and kind of tricky player, and we kinda get him doing some different strategies. So much so that the guy, uh, Hanamiya from Kirisaki Daiichi said, like, yeah, the generation of miracles are tough, but the only player in this tournament I would never want to play against is Ime Yoshi. Um, just because he's just like can be like really deceptive and sly. Uh and that is when we have Kagami or uh they have a ball going out of bounds and an uh, Sarah needs the ball. We have Kuroko saving a ball from going out of bounds, which is just a really cool moment that I wanted to hit on. Uh, and then this is when Kagami unlocks the zone. And then pretty much the rest of the match is just Kagami and Aumine going one-on-one. Both sides realize it and are just staying out of the way. And it's probably, like, the best animation and, like, part of Kuroko, like, period. Like, I could probably just watch this, because I think it's, like, what, like, the last, like, three minutes of the game. And I think it takes up like half an episode where they're just going crazy. Oh, really yeah. great, really tripping. This really is all. This is also the first time where like a Karoko episode gets really intense and like, cause especially in season three and somewhat in the Yosin match. These games can just get really intense and really stressful to Things watch. Are sometimes get more intense from now yeah. Okay, I remember a show uh, a friend uh, a friend of a friend on Facebook showed a clip. It's like I don't think I could watch this show. I'd get too stressed out. I was like, oh, but it's such a good show. Like I was like. It's terrific, but yeah, it gets really intense. And the zone's really cool because I've got those weird like light trails coming off their eyes.
1: That's how you know they've entered the zone. And it also gets then focus. it gets to where like
0: it's on their body and stuff. So like you just see like them moving and it gets darker and you're seeing all these like right and, uh red and blue lights like flying around oh, crazy. And it's just like an outline, so you still see them, but it just adds like a really cool visual effect. Um but yeah, the rest of the fight is them just going all out scoring one on one, and it's pretty much a point war at this point who can score the most. And Kagabi comes out on top. And really, the only reason he came out on top was because uh, Almine entered the zone before him. So he ran out of his time limit that he could access the zone, which left Kagabi still in there for another like 10 or 15 seconds to get the last couple points in to win. And they end up winning by one point. And uh, Sayyarn advances, and the first member of the Generation of Miracles is eliminated and it's from Al-Mine. the
1: which is kind Which, of is weird. Yeah, you wouldn't play. think it'd be him. you think it'd one. be
0: like Midorima, because while is great, he's only three-pointers. Like, that's... His whole thing is just, no matter where I shoot, I can make it in. Which is great, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, other players, like, it's not super flashy. Like, it's just, he can make three-pointers. And is probably still my favorite Generation of Miracles person. But, like, he, he, there's not much you can do with that. It's just, oh, if you can stop him from making three-pointers, he's kind of useless.
1: It's actually funny because the reason why they actually won against Toho is because Kuroko placed the trust in Almine. Yeah. Because he knew how Amine would react, so that's how they won. Because Yeah, he's he- like Almine is gonna
0: do this, let's do that, and they get the win. They do um, and then uh, Mene stops being as jerky because he finally has found somebody who he can go all out and play against and really just enjoy the game again.
1: That's right. And that's he but, starts training.
0: Mm-hmm. He starts going he back start- to practice and being nicer to everybody. I think afterwards, yet yeah, tells Mamoy, let's go shopping. I need new shoes for practice. And uh, he doesn't ever want to hang out with Momoi, really, even though they've been friends since like elementary school or something. Um, and then he even helps Kuroko train to learn how to shoot, which will become important for the next match um yeah we kind of see him not as angry and bored all the time which makes him into a little more entertaining character uh in my opinion uh but yeah he's he's really fun i enjoy him a lot
1: it's fun so someone someone in the comments for the seireen versus toho academy said how did seireen win at the first place if aomine was giving 100 percent toho will win 100 percent
0: yeah, I see that one. And it's because Kagami and Al-Mine, they were evenly matched in the game. They entered the zone. So they were in learn- yeah, like it's very much like they learned how to beat them with their tricks and whatnot. Um, yeah. We also didn't really talk about Sakurai from Toho in this, but uh, Sakurai uh, always seemed like a really weird place on the Toho team, but you find out he's pretty much just like their version of Huga, um, And he's just so desperate to stop Huga from shooting all the time that they kind of have this cool part of the beginning where they're playing on the outside. It's just a point war between sakurai and hyuga which not flashy but should we should have mentioned at the start of that. that happens in like the first Part, quarter i think
1: personally this is probably my favorite game in the whole season too because i feel like the stakes were super high obviously and mm-hmm. like every single time they came up with a move they would the other team would counter it and when they came up with a move, the other the other team would counter it so it was just kind of like yeah. a back and forth war of attrition until they got to the zone
0: it was Unless just the, like the a one-up really like battle the whole game.
1: The zone really made it, but like at the same time, like everything that was b- before it was like really good. Like Everyone was serious. It was, it was
0: great. It was a great match, but then the zone just escalated it even further to being like, okay, but now we have two people in the zone at once, and it's just going to be phenomenal from this point out. Um, but yeah, this really solid match, I kind of agree. While I really like the Shot- Shutoku game, and it's one of my favorites overall, this one just has more to it and so much more going on. Um, but this is also too where it kind of starts like yo you had a power up I have a power up This is where it kind of gets into more like generic Shonen terms and sometimes, um, but that's not bad It's just it it kind of follows some of the tropes a little more But it's still tremendously enjoyable.
1: Uh huh. I guess we should move on to the last game then.
0: Uh, yes, which is Yosin High versus Siren High. Now,
1: before we get into details, I want to say my my really big thing about this. Okay. Personally, I felt like. Sairen should have fought in Yosin first in the tournament. Yeah, I, mean, the I feel like why I'm gonna say that is because I mean obviously the manga came out before the anime, but I feel yes. like if the Toho game would would have uh if the Toho game would have happened at the, the after, then like would have been the seeing like them enter the zone for the first time would have been mm-hmm. a great conclusion. But I feel yeah. like they wouldn't have won against Yosin either way. Like when I was watching the beginning of the Yosin match, I'm like, oh, they can easily take them easily and then like as i keep watching things you know i'm like oh no it would make more sense if it happened after toho but still yeah. like i personally believe it would have been like more interesting if they fought yosen before toho you know what do you think falcon
0: mm. i'm okay with it i just feel like the yosen match is just nowhere near as good as the other two that came before it uh-huh and i feel like it's with how yosen's made up so yosen is an extremely defensive team they're
1: all tall people they're all, they're the people all... are tall
0: Yeah, it's like that team that, like, I think they said, what, three or four of the starting members were all over six feet, Um, which for Japan is insane. Like in America, it'd be like, oh, yeah, well, there's a bunch of people over six feet over here. But over there, it's really rare. Um, So it's like, oh, we've got all the really big, tall people over here, um, which is a difficulty in general, like just a difficulty to get past in the game. Um, But yeah, but then also their defense strategies and teamwork or if become so great it's been known as the shield of agus
1: yes the shield which is of like Agis. an
0: impenetrable shield of legend um but Marisa sakibara himself is just so big he can cover the entire painted area under the hoop
1: it's actually it's actually funny because uh yeah Marisa sakibara actually like destroys one of the hoops when he scores it's funny yeah
0: i wrote that down it's like he breaks the hoop uh, but, uh yeah something
1: that's funny that i really like is the person who breaks the shield is actually kuriko with his new move the vanishing shot
0: yeah, he
1: learns from Almine. Mm-hmm.
0: well he doesn't learn it from Almine. Almine says that himself he gets Almine to teach him how to shoot but Almine he gets to where he can make i think by the end like six or seven baskets out of ten just like normal shooting she's imagining like to the hoop but why don't how do you pass and Kroger's like well i passed using the palm of my hand so shooting with, with my fingers is weird and he's like well then why don't you maybe try shooting with your with your palm as opposed to your fingers. He's like, it might make a difference, but like, from what we know, he never saw him do that. He even tells him like, I never saw him do that. He did that on his own. Like he just gave him like a thought and he turned it into reality. Um, but this game, it's really boring at the beginning. Yeah. The very, very first boring. quarter literally is just Saren trying to shoot and getting obliterated the whole time. Uh, I think like by the end of the first quarter, it's what 18 to zero. I think yeah, it was 18 to zero. And it was going to be twenty to zero, but I believe Tepe blocked like the last shot that would have gotten it to twenty. Um, and the second quarter is where they kind of start figuring stuff out. That's when Kuroko first uses his uh, vanishing shot.
1: I, that's something I really don't like about this match because it's like, oh hey, he managed to penetrate the shield. So why did you guys stop defending? It's just yeah. one b- basket. If you guys just kept up your defense, then you would have won. Yeah,
0: so um, that would yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he does the vanishing shot or. They call it. It starts off saying the vanishing shot, and then they change it later on to phantom shot. It kind of they kind of use both interchangeably at times, which is a little weird. Um, so whichever name you prefer. Um, but the uh, the they phantom shot, they get their first goal, and that gives them a little bit of, of a morale boost to keep going. Um, and that's when Tatsia, we find out he has the mirage shot, which we explained earlier, where he kind of like throws it up in the air, catches it, and then shoots it. Um, then he does that. Uh, and then this whole time, Kiyoshi's just been going flat out crazy, and he pretty much is about to faint, and Kuroko catches him. But he's like, yeah. nah, fam, I'm good. I got this. Don't worry about this.
1: it. I got this, GG, boys. GG. Um,
0: and they're all really worried about him. And then after that is when Murray Sakabara does his like uh, Thor's hammer move which is where he like takes the ball and just like jumps and spins around and then puts it in, which looks really stupid if it wasn't for all the like wind effects around him. Yeah. If they didn't make him look like a tornado, just be, he'd be like, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. Like it's, it's very weird if you think about it, which I think is part of the reason why I don't really care about it. Um, care about him as much like his moveset's set just really, I feel like it's hard to make it exciting. His whole tall. moveset is he's big and he's naturally, naturally talented. So, like, his moveset's like, you can't get past me. Ah, uh, told you. Ah, uh, stopped you again. You know, like, it, it's it's hard to do. And I think that's kind of why this fight also is a little weird is because it's the first time they play a defensive team. All their other teams they fight have been offensive-based. Yeah. And here they're just like, no, we're just going to defend you and not let you get a sco- like a shot in. But then
1: after they get a shot in, it's just like, oh, hey, now you're going to get more shots in, and then they win.
0: Yeah. Um, what happened to see. the
1: shield? Just because one person cracked it doesn't mean you can't keep it up.
0: Uh, yeah, and then after Maurice Akabara breaks the hoop, we find out some backstory with him and Kiyoshi. Um, so, Kiyoshi was defeated in uh, his last year of middle school by the Generation of Miracles. And at that point in the game, he made some comment about playing for fun and wanting to protect his team. And Maurice Akabara just flat out tells him, like, oh, look, turns out you didn't defend anything at all. How useless are you? Like, you're so weak. Don't try to protect anybody. You're, it's not going to work. And he kind of talks crap to him. And we find out earlier in a filler episode when kiyoshi runs into murray sakabara murray sakabara doesn't remember him he was like oh yeah we played you in middle school and all that and he's like oh i played so many weaklings in middle school you can't expect me to remember them but then he ends up i forget what he says but murray sakabara remembers him and he's gonna say you you should have wished i never remembered you like i'm gonna be worse against you now um but we find out earlier that there was a game that Murray Sakabara, even though he's really defensive, he's also really good at offense. And he he's better uh,
1: offensive. That's what Kirk.
0: Yeah. Says. Yeah. Uh, and that there was a game in middle school where Murray Sakabara himself scored a hundred points. That game was the game where they beat Kiyoshi's team. So uh, Kiyoshi is determined to like beat Murray Sakabara and prove that not only he's a better player or not necessarily that he's a better player, but that he's not like Basketball this total weakling fun. that it's fun and all that. Yeah. Um, and that's how he keeps provoking him. This during this whole match is just he ask uh, or makes him come out playing for fun and all that. And Murisakabara is like, "Oh, you keep playing for fun, but what's the point if you're not playing to win?" And da 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 da. da. And then we have Kyoshi later on, and it's like, "I told you, I played for fun, but that doesn't mean I don't want to win." Uh, Shows that he still has the drive or whatever. Um, so we get that backstory and all that, um, and then it's really just a game of like tricks afterwards, kind of uh and then taiga enters the zone yeah uh kroko oh Kuroko did the vanishing shot that was actually a fake out to pass to kagami i believe
1: that was pretty cool
0: then yeah. after that is when Kuroko just starts guarding murray sakabara
1: which is great <laughs> tiny mm-hmm. man <laughs> uh,
0: da, 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 da. and then oh and this is when we get Saren's new strategy to beat them because they were able to get some points but Yosin's starting to gain ground again and stopping their shots which is where they have the stealth full court man-to-man uh, defense uh, which is where essentially uh, instead of in basketball normally you have like players who mark each other so if Condor and I were playing and we had like another friend like I might be marking Maurice Sakabara and I stay on him the whole game, and Condor might be uh, going up against Himuro. Um, But Saren decides that in order to help Kuroko's strategy be effective, they're just going to keep changing their marks. So that way Kuroko can get to wherever the ball's going quick enough. So they just keep constantly running to different people, allowing Kuroko to get the ball easier, um, which throws them off their rhythm and lets Sayron kind of get the advantage again. Uh, which then... do 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 uh, this is when the ball goes out of bounds. Kagami goes to get it, and your boy Kise Ryota uh, pops in and insults Kagami, saying he's he like, doesn't "Yo, rec-
1: you you being whack, boy?" Where, yeah, where, he's where, like, where, "Who the where, hell are my, you? Where's my real homie?" at? Yeah, yeah. And then and then Taiga starts like. I think the reason why, because Taiga was trying to enter the zone. That's why. That's why he was like failing. He, he kept
0: focusing to- too much on how he why he wasn't entering the zone. But the
1: re- but what he should have been focusing on is just like playing his best regardless. And that's because of that, because of that change in mindset, he entered the zone.
0: Yeah. And Kisei was getting insulted. He's like, who is this guy? This isn't the guy I played against. And he just kind of was like a complete jerk to Kagami to get the point across. And Kagami gets the, gets what he was trying to say. And it's like, you know what? He's right. I just need to focus on doing the best I can. And if I don't get into it, I don't get into it, but you know, let's go. Uh, Which then lets Kagami enter the zone and uh, he's able to stop Thor's hammer for the first time, uh, which then just gets Marie Sakabara mad. And then Kagami's just in the zone doing his thing. Marie is able to like compete somewhat, but not much. Uh, and that is when uh, Marie enters the zone,
1: which is so weird because like they say, and Almina even says, like, no, there's no way he would enter the zone because he doesn't really like basketball.
0: Well, that's because he keeps telling people he doesn't like basketball, but we find out the whole time he genuinely does. He just keeps <laughs> he saying he does it.
1: Yeah. Um, that tall Yeah.
0: Tall Sundere,
1: giant snack boy, just wants to play basketball with you.
0: Yeah, I do agree. It's a little weird because he's just constantly like, I don't care about the game. I just play it because I'm good. But then you find out there is, like, he's kind of lying to himself. Like, he does like the game. He just doesn't want to really admit it. And I think it's kind of like similar to Almini. He finally found somebody who could compete against him with him like actually trying. And so I think that's kind of where he finally kind of like acknowledges that he does in fact like the game, even though the anti still is like, no, I hate this game. I'm quitting. I lost. This isn't fun anymore, but we know he's not going to.
1: You skip the best part though.
0: I know. I'm just, I, I just went on that train of thought, but yeah. The, the, uh, anyway, the best
1: part was the very final moment where uh, Murasaki bar had the ball and he was going to go jump, but he couldn't jump. And he's like, why can't I jump? I know I'm you're good. skipping
0: at an even better moment before that though.
1: No, no, well, there, no, no,
0: no, 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 yeah, 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 no, no, so, no, no, no. yep. Yeah, yeah. so, the, anyway, Murasaki Bar enters the zone, and it's just Kagami and Murasaki Bar going into it, but it's not as cool as when he's going in with Al-Mine. Um, but then Kagami uses a move he learns from Alex, the meteor jam, the meteor
1: jam,
0: uh, and this was cool because uh the fact that Kagami had been in the zone for a while, he was starting to lose his zone, like, he started going out of the zone. Uh, which has meant that Murray Sakabara was just going to pretty much annihilate them at that point. But he was able to push past his limits and extend the zone further. And then he does the meteor jam. Uh, and yeah, this is the part now Kagami's just out of his own. He's, he's done. Um, but we have uh Murray Sakabara running and they're all like, Oh, cause they had like three seconds left after the meteor jam. They're like, yeah, we won. And then Murray Sakabara's like, no, you did it. he just like takes off and everyone's like, Oh no, what are we going to do? And he goes to shoot but he can't jump. He's like, he's he's out. He's out of energy. He's out of juice. And he's sitting there trying to shoot and he just can't. And then he finally is like, you idiot, if you can't jump, just like reach up and put it in. You're tall enough you can do that. And then we have our boy Kuroko just come out and be like, nope. Nope. And he just like blocks the last shot, uh, giving Saren the win by one point yet again. Uh, Which means the second generation of miracles is out.
1: I'm sensing a theme here.
0: Right, sure right. One by one. Winning by one. Um, Which, well, entertaining. Two matches in a row winning by one. Come on, people.
1: Come on. I, ho- I sure hope it doesn't happen in season three. Ha, ha We'll just
0: have to ha, find ha, out, ha, I guess. Ha, ha,
1: ha, um, ha But yes,
0: ha. and that ends the match. We have a little bit of a wrap-up of uh, Murray Sakabara being like, I'm not playing this game anymore. I quit. And they're like, yeah, I don't think you will. Don't no, wait. I will. I'm serious. Like, no, no, <laughs> you, you won't. Wait. Yeah. And then we have Kisei being like, all right, it looks like we're playing Seirin next. Then Wakamatsu is like, you idiot. We have to have, we still have one more game to go. Like don't get, don't count, you know, don't get to that point yet. Uh, And then we have like uh, Akashi and Midorima just kind of shooting glances over at each other. And that's really all we know about why we don't get any reason why that's just them kind of like staring at each other. And then Alamene is just like, cool, Kuroko did it. All right, I'm gonna leave. Let's go. Um, But, uh, yeah that's the second generation miracles out and uh we'll have more fun matches on the next season i I literally think the next season is like three fights wait
1: no it's more
0: wait maybe four
1: well how about we don't spoil ourselves and we just move on to our ratings for season two
0: right um but yeah uh, i'll go first because mine's very obvious i said before last time this is pretty much my favorite anime this season just still gives me everything that I want. I still think it's banner. a 10 out of 10 show for me, personally. Banner
1: anime. It's
0: a, it's a banner anime for us. Uh, if you don't know what that means, check out our uh, Twitter and YouTube page, and uh, you'll see it. You'll see YouTube. the banner, and you'll know what we mean. Check out YouTube. Check out YouTube. Uh, check out YouTube. Yes, uh, it's, it's just everything I really want on here. We have superb matches, great characters. They don't really develop a whole lot, but it's more about the sport, so we see like their skills develop as opposed to their personalities um openings and endings are all great shows really great the pacing is really good if not a little fast-paced it may be a little faster paced for some people but i like it i think it flows really well um so i'm very excited for whenever we cover season three condor what would you rate the second season can, of Crocos basketball can you
1: even give it a number yeah you didn't give it a number
0: i said it's still a 10 out of 10 show for me
1: oh 10 out of 10
0: yeah i said it the last time i said it again so, this the, time
1: so you're saying this show is perfect hmm no, it's not perfect
0: <laughs> for everything <laughs> i want in a show yes this is exactly what i would want for this kind of show
1: I right, whatever um so would i recommend this for a first timer obviously i wouldn't because why the heck would you start with season two you loser
0: yeah <laughs> season um, one yes it's a great sports anime but uh no with. this
1: was a really good this is a really good sports anime it's probably like this is honestly i wouldn't be surprised if kirk goes basket made uh you know a sports anime more popular in a sense it really
0: did it was the first sports anime over here that really picked up Mm -hmm. steam because before that like prince of tennis did okay and slam Dunk did okay but you couldn't really talk people into watching or reading it um this is the first one that really got big and it honestly got big because of the the yaoi crowd honestly as much as i hate to admit it (laughs) that if you went to a convention half the people i i went to several conventions where i was the only guy cosplaying from kuroko's basketball and the rest were like teenage girls who just wanted to ship all the guys together I, I am aware of how this got big over here, but it also did help its popularity and get sports anime bigger. Then we got High Q, which really just kind of pushed it over the top. Thank so. you, Yowie. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if Falcon's done talking about Yowie, so I can say my rating? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, basically, uh, yeah, no, this is really great. It's pretty great, great, great show. I would definitely recommend it. If you like sports or you want to try to get into sports anime, it's the same as I probably said for the first season, and I'll probably say it again for season three, but it's really good. I really enjoyed my time with it. The dub was really amazing. So it's really good to finally see the show dubbed again, you know, it's really good because this is a really good show. I'm, I'm surprised it took so long, but we're really mm-hmm. happy. Thank you, Netflix, for making this Uh I'm going to say 8 out of 10 because I really enjoyed the show. But, you know, it's not, like, perfect, and it can get kind of meticulous after a while, you know, if you like a lot of basketball if mm-hmm. you don't like – sometimes it might be too much, you know, and sometimes things mesh together, you know, obviously, because and it's kind of hard to, like, remember the characters' names all the time. Uh, because they all look samey and stuff. Like, I—it's really hard because, like, all the generation of miracles people have like different colored hair, so it's easy to memorize them. But everyone else is just brown or black hair.
0: Yeah, it's, it's all just realistic bad. colors.
1: There's no like individuality between some of the characters, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'll look—I'll look at the the main characters, and I'll—I—I I'll, I, can recognize Kuriko Kagami, and I—I I, can recognize uh, freaking Kyoshi and Junpei because you know Junpei has glasses. That's <laughs> actually kind of mm-hmm. funny. That's actually how I recognize them. Mm-hmm. and the Kiyoshi's because he's good, and, and Izu, Izuki because he's, like, in the main team. But then we have Koga, we have Mitobe, and that's it. Really, I don't know any of the other members of uh, the Seirin team that are on the bench because they never play. They never have that much time.
0: Uh, to plays. He's the second year that has, like, the closed eyes and, like, the basic hair. Uh, Kogane plays some. He's the one with, like, the cat mouth.
1: I, I literally said Koga. Oh, yeah, that's right. you said, Koga. Uh,
0: then we have Furihata, who's the, like, lighter brown-haired freshman. Uh, the other two names always forget the Buzz hero one and then the one that just looks like the most generic anime okay. character ever. Okay,
1: mega Kuroko fan, calm down. Mm-hmm. It's my turn. To I mean, speak I
0: have the entire danger. manga series just over here below Kisei, you know?
1: Wow, you're such a geek. And then I've got
0: Alamine just over here by my boy Guy's fan Delsar.
1: Okay, okay, we get it. You like Yaoi.
0: No, I just like Kuroko. Kuroko <laughs> is good.
1: <laughs> I give it an 8 out of 10. This is a good show. I highly recommend people watch it if they want to do it until like a nice basketball or show. Just, just a show. It's just, you can literally just put this on the background and enjoy it. You don't even have to, like, watch, watch it. Mm-hmm. I like it. 8 out of 10. All right. is biased.
0: I mean, all opinions are biased. Like, there's not an opinion that's not biased. Um, but anyway, yes, this has been our show on the season 2 of Croco's Basketball. Hopefully you all have enjoyed it. Like we said earlier, we do have a Discord. I'm putting that link back on the screen now. So. Woo! hop in there talk anime with us we have a lot of fun uh Please, just talking we're about lonely. really really random things it's always a ton of fun uh you can uh pause the video type in that link in your browser and hop in no problem and we are also on twitter you can find us at bird bro pod to find out uh when new episodes go live when we're gonna do something special and just other tweets as we decide no, to I tweet just, them out
1: i just realized something how are people gonna see the discord link if they're listening to this
0: uh, I, put the, I put the description, I put the link in the description of the episode. Oh, so if you're on the podcast, you can view the episode description and uh, copy and paste that into okay. a browser as well. Okay. Um, so but yes, stupid. if you're watching this on YouTube when it goes up, it is on the screen. Um, yes, we're also at BirdBroPod on Twitter. B-b-b-pod. follow us there for B-b-b-pod. more news and, and follow
1: updates our YouTube, please we're gonna start we're gonna try to put more videos up there as subscribe as soon subscribe as on
0: youtube not follow our youtube silly
1: follow sub- subscribe it doesn't really matter ring the <laughs> bell button ring
0: yes bell. Um, but anyway this has been our episode we hope you've enjoyed it condor what show are you picking for us to watch next week
1: well you know uh what show did i pick oh well what, what, what do you think i no, not that one <laughs> Um. Uh, actually, I I think we need. To- I I've. I- There's a show that I have read the manga for, and I really like the manga. But like the manga is actually different than the light novels, and which the anime follow the light novels. And this has actually been a really popular one. It actually has a movie too. And uh, so we're gonna be watching for for the next episode. Are you ready? Can I get a drum
0: roll? Rascal
1: does not dream of bunny girl senpai. Okay. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I heard it's like a really emotional, it's a really emotional anime. It's really good from what I've read. It's actually really unique. Okay. And it has a movie. I would like us to watch the movie, uh, but it's not like anywhere we can officially. So we might have to find out, find another different way. Okay. But it's only twelve episodes in the
0: movie, so. Okay, that won't uh, be too bad. If
1: if we'll see if you can watch the movie because I know you get busy at work.
0: A next lot, week's so. a short week so i should have time
1: okay cool and my friend actually owns the movie on blu-ray so i can always just ask him okay but that is what we'll be watching today next all week right. for rascal does that dream of bunny girl senpai all
0: right and that has been it the two bird bros are going to be flying out thank you all for watching and see you R- next <laughs> time